cliffcentral.com. Welcome to it, sports fans. It is the MKT Show. Uh, possibly the most expensive weekend in sports is about to go down. It, this may be the priciest weekend in the history of sports. Uh, my name is MKT. This is uh, a show named after me. Uh, I do this on Fridays, uh, Mondays, you know. Today we got the long lunch. If you're South African, shout out to you. Uh, we know exactly what you're up to at the moment. You are uh, probably at a lunch half an hour away from work. And you are three beers in already, and it's not—it's barely midday. Shout out to you, uh, Frank and Sally. You've made the right call. Um, I got my own thing going here with um, all of my mates. I got Paulo Diaz, who um, you know, probably not enthused that a Portuguese human being is going to flourish in life. Uh, uh, Paulo, I mean, can we just get straight to it? Because I'm like, I know you don't like Portuguese people, Jose Mourinho, anyone doing well. Cristiano Ronaldo now is about to make all of the money in the whole world wherever he goes, your thoughts. You lump Mourinho in with my disdain. I actually, I was actually telling somebody just before the show started, I said, my opinion on this is clouded by the fact that Ronaldo is Portuguese. So I can't like, I'm not looking at it from a United point of view. Yeah. Right? Ronaldo has never made a choice, a decision. That's not the best decision for Ronaldo. Ever. Ever. Right? I remember this going back when he left sporting. There were five clubs in for him. Yeah. Liverpool, who were an Igor Biscan mess of a club. <laughs> Bruno Sheru, that was that time. No, no, no. Arsenal, who Lundberg, Perez, and Henri were kind of in front of him, so he didn't really have much space there. Juventus entered, didn't have any money. All four of those wanted to take him on loan or buy him, loan him back and take him the next season because they thought he was raw. Yeah. Manchester United were the champions of England, offered the most money, said come now, by the way, there's a David Beckham-sized hole in the team. First time he makes the best decision for Ronaldo. Yes. Gave us everything, 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 won everything with us. Never said a bad word, went off. If a guy who is 35 years old has played, next, next year's 20 seasons as a top flight professional, right? Yeah. yeah. Played for big teams, being the guy, going to Champions League late for most of his career. Every second year, you got a summer tournament where most of them you're going in late. And at 35 years old, you're still a consideration for a club like City, a manager like Pep, who can literally buy anyone, and you're still in the reckoning. Well done to you. Because every other 35-year-old is phoning David Beckham and Phil Neville saying, hey, <laughs> you know, do you have a number seven shirt for me? And Ronaldo is going to a Champions League contender. And if he can still do it, you know what? He did what he needed to do. If you want to talk about legacy, let's talk about my favorite player, Ryan Giggs, who beats women now. You yeah. know what I mean? Not good. He used to beat uh, defenders and so, now he thought... So, so don't love players. You know what I mean? Because like marriage, yeah. there's no happy ending to a marriage. They all end in death or divorce. Straight up. It's right? true. <laughs> it's, right? It's brutal. But it's, it's like a- every single football at your club, same thing. There's never a happy ending. They retire, they get injured, yeah. they turn fat and criticize you on TV. Either way. Okay. Or they become your manager and ruin any memory you had of them, right? <laughs> yeah. They will all break your heart. No, they this will, is true. You're putting too much into it. You know, I feel for everybody. but my brother-in-law is one of them. I've been counseling him through this moment. He's it's having tough. a difficult time. I say, <laughs> don't have alcohol or coffee. Go get water. Yes. Room yes. temperature water. Okay. Homeostasis. Sit out and neutralize yourself. Sit in the sun. Got you. Not too hot, not too cold. Neutral. Yes. And bring yourself back together. 
It'll it'll be okay. We're gonna be all right. Now, I hadn't thought of it from this angle. People like uh, Senzo Teba Senzo, you support Manchester United, and you obviously may or may not have feelings. Should Cristiano Ronaldo go to Man City and win a Premier League, maybe win the treble, maybe win the quadruple, uh, and go to the World Club Cup and uh, set a new record and win the Ballon d'Or, maybe n- next year? Your Good thoughts for, him. for Christi- uh, Cristiano Ronaldo? Yeah, I mean, he doesn't owe us anything. Like Pablo said, doesn't owe us anything. People like to win their feelings, like. He's, made, he's putting himself in the best position to win. You give me the vibe of a man, though, who would say, I am happy for my lady after we break up, even though you go home and cry in the dude, fetal position. Dude, dude, you, you've kind of got that vibe there. Well, where you, we don't want him to go to City. Uh, we don't want him to go to City. What can, what, what can I do? What am I going to do? <laughs> like, no one wants it, but no. I mean, what are you going to do about it? And it's not like he's gone from and United. Sort of, yeah, and also it's a, football, it's, a, it's a pure footballing decision. The guy wants to win. And for who, Ronaldo. Yeah, and who is the, which club is the best suited right now? To activate everything. You know what? You, I, I like the United bravery thing. I'm looking forward to the first day. Ronaldo, Blue, you know how they did the noisy neighbors? Yeah. Welcome to Manchester with Tevez thing. I want to see you United fans the day after Ronaldo bangs a hat-trick, right? From Grealish, obviously, they're doing one-twos in and around. It'll be a nightmare. Do you no, know, trust me. It'll that's be what I'm looking for. Do you know, every, guy's, every guy's, oh, I'm so happy for her. Until you see your lady, right, after your brutal divorce... Mm-hmm. Holding the hand of the child with the other guy. Wait. Then I want to see who you are. Do you know when you'll find out? 6th of November 2021. Because that's the Manchester Derby. So somebody tweeted. I saw this photo on Twitter. You know that Figo Pighead? They put that on. The, they made that picture and they said Old Trafford. 6th November 2021. I don't. But I don't. You know, Figo went from one to the other. Yeah. yeah. Ronaldo went 10 years away. I'm hoping for everyone's sake. Really, I'm hoping. That PSG come in last minute and take him. Right? I've got a funny feeling that they will. You know what? I really hope for a lot of people that happens. You're right. When starts and the reality is and he starts scoring yeah. and he starts pulling yeah. City away, that's going to suck. Do you know it who, will suck. Do you know who must be on their phone with their agent now? Raheem Sterling. <laughs> and he's got a good agent. He will get himself to talk but they're saying, but, they, but, they, but, they, but they're saying um, the, there's a merry-go-round that might go that, that might happen. They say Ronaldo goes to City. Yeah. Aubameyang goes to Juventus. And then Sterling goes to Arsenal. Ah. <laughs> that's, what, that's, that's the rumor. But drunk people. Yeah. <laughs> the Aubameyang thing is the one I can't. Yeah. Because he's, he's not in that look, level. Like Sterling's not great, but he's look, doing at least, it. At least, at least Pepe's in putting a Pontius pilot. Eh? He's not sacrificing Jesus. <laughs> this guy. Yeah, you know. The, it's, the, it's the trauma I, I think the trauma no it's the it's, truth it's, it's, it's going a decent to joke suck. I like what you've done there it's going to suck it's going to be awful but you know what have a glass of water and in the sun and, and, and reset reset. reset reset the whole thing It'll, we're going to be okay now having said that um, I do remember Frank Lampard scoring for uh, Man City <laughs> against Chelsea against Chelsea and I did I, I kind of I can empathize with you guys because I've been here and it was only one, for me, thank God, it was only one like season and it was one goal. And it was like, oh, that's terrible. So you guys are in for something. All right. Um, hey, man, we've, met, we've already mentioned the other, the other guy, um, JCN. Uh, people wondering what that means. Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Uh, the only man who's more important than this human being to men around the world. Uh, Fabrizio Romano. Cristiano Ronaldo has informed his Juventus teammates that he wants to leave. George Mendes will be in direct contact with Man City today to discuss Ronaldo's salary. Uh, It won't be 31 million euros net per per season as the current one. MCFC, of course, Manchester City Football Club, Juventus are waiting 
for Manchester City. Now, first of all, I'm going to say to you guys my favorite words that I say to everyone when it happens. It's so rare that it happens. I told you so. Because I remember sitting with you two handsome gentlemen a couple of weeks ago. And Paul, I think you called me crazy. I did call you crazy. There is the thing that bothers me more than Ronaldo moving to City is you being right. Yeah, well... <laughs> that's that hurts yeah, me. I'll never get. We'll never hear the end of it. Because eh? Ronaldo doesn't know he's hurting me. That's exactly. You know it. Yeah, yeah I'm fully aware. <laughs> that's why it's worse. I listen. I will get people to make graphics about me, how right I was about this. No. And people were calling me crazy. I had other people saying, "Why would he do that?" I'm like, I know winners. Cristiano Ronaldo cannot. He will not. And I'll say it again. You know, it's so difficult for most of us to be able to relate to a Cristiano Ronaldo mindset because we always think, oh, the money and the glory and the medals. Cristiano Ronaldo's over that. What he's about is staying young. It's like Tom Brady. Like, like you can't relate to a man who has it all and still is the first guy at training. Like, what does that tell you about the psyche? Nothing about Serie A and nothing about Juventus. It's hungry. It's not elite. Mm. And Ronaldo, when you get to that level, it, it would be almost like asking Warren Buffett now uh, to go and come work at, at some spaza shop and uh, kind of count money and, and collect and see if he can grow the franchise. He's been there, done It's that. impossible. He owns 7% of Coca-Cola. That's the rarefied air I operate in. And, you know, people said Juventus was a joke, but I think Juventus promised him something which they didn't deliver. Because he's upset about that, you know? Well, they bit the house on him. You know, yeah. they absolutely bit the house on winning the Champions League within two years. And it's not really his fault. That, no! You know, there's no one around him. with the right pieces. No! I mean, if I said to you, like, there was a time where I, I would know 15 players from Juventus. Mm. Then that's not that long ago. Like, if I said to you now... And there was an air of invincibility about them. Who's the right back for, uh, for Juventus? Right? Even the other day, we're, we're talking off air about Weston McKinney. And you asked, where does he play? I was like, geez, that guy's a massive name at yeah, Juventus. Juventus. And like for a moment, he slipped our mind that he actually plays there, you know? Yeah, because he's being linked to Tottenham now. And that's how, as big as he gets. Like, who's the holding mid at, at, at Juventus? I want to say Blaise Matuidi, but I know that's he's not, not right. He doesn't play there anymore. <laughs> exactly. Rabio. 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 Uh, you, you see, see and Bernadeschi's... Is ben, uh, anyway, yeah, exactly. Jedi point, bread. Does Bernadeschi still have the Jedi bread? Point, point pro- proven. Do you know what I'm saying? The, the thing... From a football... And Ramsey. Ramsey's <laughs> also there. Well, Ramsey's on his way to Wolves this, this weekend, apparently. Um, <laughs> the, the element of Ronaldo, from a footballing point of view at City, it, it makes no sense, though. It really doesn't make sense, because Ronaldo is, despite reinventing the winger position, he was the first of these inside, you know, the new modern winger yeah. that a lot of people replicated. He's not a modern footballer. You know, the modern football is very German, very vertical pressing, yeah. very mobile. Ronaldo's not that. Ronaldo's going to stay in the penalty box and City don't play that way. Yeah. So it's very interesting to go. Look, he's going to have all these like pseudo number 10s buzzing around him. But we saw Pep didn't really have much patience for a goal scorer that Aguero was. He sort of like indulged him. Yeah. But you know, also maybe Pep in the same week announces that, you know, he's got two more years than he's going. You know, maybe Ronaldo guarantees in the Champions League and that's what he wants. Uh, Yeah, there you go. What he does do, Cristiano Ronaldo, is immediately... And and I think it's, you know, for Pep is people that are demanding... Paolo, you you work in industry. Is that people that are are demanding wear wear the receivers down. If you've got a demanding boss, even if they're brilliant, they do wear you down. Like regardless Mm. of... Because being demanding just wears people down. Is that 
what Ronaldo does is take a little bit of weight, I think, off Pep as well. Because now, at long last, I can actually go and focus on the coaching side instead of having to worry about the culture. Because you know very well, I think Kevin De Bruyne probably has another level to go up. Mm. Raheem Sterling probably has another level to go up. Most of those uh, guys. Most Foden of them do. Yeah. Mm. Ronaldo steps in there. <laughs> Everybody understands. There's no talking back to that guy. He'll be the first in. He'll last out. And he will be genuinely furious at a 2-1 win away at Southampton where we, we didn't win 5-1. And that'll change the world, mm. right? That changes Man City. Uh, I mean, you, you know, it's just... I, I do love, I do love uh, what Ronaldo's going to do. And, and I think <laughs> Pep will see himself in Ronaldo. Relentless, forever wanting to win. It's not about the prizes for Pep anymore. Yeah. Can I reinvent football? Mm. And now Perfect, Ronaldo goes, perfection. let me reinvent the number nine. Yeah, but I can imagine Phil Foden and walking in, oh, those guys again, I have to go to training and bloody Ronaldo and Pep. Yeah. Always demanding. <laughs> And uh, are they gonna? Yeah, but Phil Foden, you're right, especially for Phil, for guys like Phil Foden because he's still young and all that. And also for Antores, you know, they've got somebody to <laughs> somebody to warm a place on the bench for, hold <laughs> no, his no, jacket no, no, for, no, and no, when Ronaldo like, comes off no, in the 85th minute, no, there but you to, go, but sir. To see, no, but on, on a real note, though, <laughs> to see like, okay, cool. If I want to get to that level, this is what I have to be like, and yeah, it's you, gonna. Su- it is gonna suck. suck, especially for the English players. It you know, you know suck. they're gonna hate it. Oh, for Man United fans yeah, and it's gonna Phil suck. Foden, because this is the way that that great people do it. I mean, Fergie, whether you like him or not, did this better than anybody. I mean, you, you saw what uh, was it? Was it Rio Ferdinand who came out and said um, he was hanging out with Dwight York uh, mm. when he first arrived? I just saw that that interview. I was reading that last night, uh-huh. and when he first arrived, you, uh, Fergie saw that he was hanging out with Dwight York after the treble. And uh, he said, Fergie came up to him and said, this is after the treble. Yeah. He says, uh, hey, how long do you want to be here? And Fergie, Ferdinand saying, oh, I want to be here and be a club legend. And he, and he said, stop hanging around with him. He's great, but he's become complacent. Right? Is, my God, this guy just won your treble. But that's what you're dealing with with Pep. And Ronaldo brings that. And if anything, City are missing that. Since Vincent Company left, they just won on brilliance. They, they don't, yeah, exactly. They don't have that crazy leader. They don't have that like the, totem the, the guy, leader. The guy. Um, the, yeah, the, the, the beacon of light. Yeah. Because, listen, they never struggle. City are never in a position where they have to go deep. And you saw it in the Champions League final when they were behind. Nobody stepped up. Nobody on that field because, stepped up. Because I think they don't City, know how to handle it. City have this thing of, about them where, okay, don't worry. The football will sort itself mm. out. There's no like, sense of urgency. Like, let's just do what we do. You and Ronaldo gives you a hell of a plan B. Yeah. Once that little tappy tappy starts, just start putting ball in, in the, the box. Air. He's gonna do it. Did you hear what? Kev, did you? The, I saw a thing on Kevin De Bruyne. <laughs> De Bruyne Kevin, yeah. yeah, he said, um, "I'd like to play with Ronaldo." He said in 2020 because he said, "Yeah, I can knock the ball th- 35 meters up and he'll still get there." And also keep this in mind: like he's probably the one human being, him and Leo Messi. In the, I don't want to say the history. I mean, Eusebio and these guys were phenomenal. They could probably play anywhere on the on the pitch as well. Ronaldo's really one of those guys where it's now gotten to a stage where I, I, don't, I don't see him as just an inside winger, up front, bloody blah. It's a unicorn. Right? Um, oh, breaking news. Now, here we go. Paulo Diaz and Senzo Sitebe obviously in their fields along with, shout out footy accumulators on Twitter. Manchester United tried to make a desperate last minute attempt for Cristiano <laughs> Ronaldo last night. But Cristiano and George Mendes chose to accept Manchester City's offer. Alfredo 
pedula. Fake I hope I've news. done that uh, correctly. And it says, ouch. Fake news. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's that. It's fake news. It says who? Since when? <laughs> fake news. <laughs> these, are the, these are the feelings I want to get out of here. Fabrizio doesn't say. <laughs> also, where's the blue tick? This is that guy's not verified. <laughs> no, James, James just found that, right? He supports Liverpool. You see, that's, yeah, that, don't that, trust that, James. Don't trust James. James is a, James is a so, nice try, James. So you guys are saying that's a lie? Uh, you, you know, so the, fake the, news. The, there's a lot of argument going on 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 Manchester United Twitter going, "Well, why weren't we in for it? Why are we not going for it?" Let's be honest here. As many people, the half that are saying, "Why aren't United making a move?" The other half would go, oh, why do we want a strike force with a combined age of 70 years old? He's just going to get in the way of Sancho. He's just going to stop Greenwood. No one will ever be happy, right? Yeah. But quite frankly, from and Solskjaer irritated me yesterday, you don't move from Manchester United to Manchester City. Grow up. Grow up, Ole. Right? That's a lie. It just, but it's nonsense. He, yeah. you, you, who are you trying to appease yeah, right, yeah, by yeah. saying that nonsense? Yeah. Just shut up. Stay out of it. right? <laughs> I've never <laughs> seen Man United fans more salty in my entire life. Uh, no, no, nice. right. Look at him. Clearly, James, you wanted to jump in there. A little bit of stoking the fire. Very good for a Friday. I'm into it, James. Totally into it. It's good As content. a Liverpool fan, I have to. I'm obliged to. Now, James, talk to me about it. Now, you, you, you had Raheem Sterling because there's a little storyline for you here. As Raheem Sterling obviously stuck a stake in your heart. Um, now he's about to probably get shifted out for CR7. Your thoughts? Is it, are you a revengeful person? Are you are you a hateful person? A lot of people on the streets are saying you are. How are you feeling about that? Hey man, if Sterling thinks he's he's got a home coming back to Liverpool, oh yeah, I nah, I, I don't think a lot of Liverpool fans will welcome him back. Oh, you don't moved on, player. You don't you don't move like that. <laughs> but that's the thing. I think United have moved on from Ronaldo. How long has it been, guys? You know what? We got to move on from Fergie. Yeah. We got to move on from Ronaldo. Let's, we've been sold back. the tribute act, right? Yeah. They got us hook, line, and sinker with Solskjaer. <laughs> the tri- they've sold us the tribute act. Okay? <laughs> oh, is this that Are these much? things Man United fans tell each other to fall asleep it, it, So, James, I mean, you had it for, what, 30 years? How long did they go without a title? I don't know. Don't, no, don't you have but they, but trans- you know what the thing is? They think, they think yeah, um, Ronaldo's Michael. Dude, we've seen Ronaldo lift it. We've seen, we've seen it. We've seen it all day. Also, James going and pulling out transfer United transfer news. Don't Liverpool have a championship right back to go sign? Yeah, yeah they some guy from Brighton. Yeah, there you go. Knock yourselves out. I think. Yeah, I, I a mean, good player though. I mean, that's yeah. You do a hell of a job. <laughs> you know, I'm sitting here. Obviously, Chelsea just purchased uh, Romelu Lukaku, and uh, there's a Chelsea flag here. If you're not watching, if you're listening on the it's podcast, the scarf, but okay. Uh, we got uh, sorry, flag scarf. Yeah, winners. You know, who's got time for semantics? Uh, those sorts of semantics. <laughs> James, perhaps you could. Um, you obviously couldn't offer anything uh, when I asked you about romance. So let's move on from that. I don't want to talk about okay, that. Okay, yeah. Uh, maybe you could uh, sort of counsel these guys through this kind of trauma because a guy called Steven Gerrard, you heard of him? Yeah, once or twice. Yeah. Remember he was on the brink of leaving your football club and you, uh, you sort of, what were your feelings then? Because what's happening now? Um, and James, I do not expect you to know this lady and it's not sexist of you. It's just, I've seen uh, what you know. So a lady called Elizabeth Kubler-Ross. Um, she did something called the five stages of, of depression. I'm not sure if you're aware of those. They somewhere near the bargaining phase and anger. I, I'm, they haven't quite fallen on either side, these gentlemen here. So you've obviously gone through this with Steven Gerrard and he didn't leave. But how were you feeling then? Were you crying alone at night into your pillow? Uh, what was happening then? So first of all, can I just say before you guys decide to say, oh, we're signing some championship player. Last time we signed a championship player, he turned into Andy Robertson, who uh, oh, at one Lord. stage was one of the best left backs oh, in the world. I'm just saying. <laughs> anyway, um, it's so hard to be on your side. It, it's so hard to be on your side. <laughs> uh, also, do you know why Stephen Gerrard stayed? 
Or I do not always well, 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 I, I just I, I want you to be counseled before you give an opinion. Uh, James, your feelings when Gerard right. was going to leave so, you uh, like yesterday, yesterday's milk throw you down the drain. Yep. So guys, um, just a couple of tips on how to get through this. Yeah. Right. Number one. Um, you know, you're going to feel the pain, yeah. but you have to push through it. Sure. Sure. I mean, um, pretty empty advice. Uh, mo- mo- any, uh, we could have got that off Instagram. And uh, number two, do you have anything else? <laughs> you know, it may seem like Ronaldo is personally stabbing you in the heart. Yeah. Um, I just want you guys to remember that it's not him doing it. Oh, it's just business. It's just business. Now, James, that is good advice. Will they take it? I don't know. I'll come to them now. So it's just <laughs> business is what James is saying. All right, Jimbo, you've got to finish it off here with a third one. If you mess this up, you've already messed one up. This is terrible advice. Uh, lastly, um, if you do feel like crying at any point, I encourage you to feel that emotion. And let Cry. it be. Oh, Cry. my goodness. Crying, okay, in 2021 for men. That is fantastic. Gentlemen, that is good advice. The first one I've left out, obviously, James. That's terrible advice. <laughs> I could have got that, that off uh, any yoga instructor on um, social media's advice. But... Uh, number two, I, I think that is good advice. And I think the most important one, guys, let yourself feel the pain and, and do the crying. It, you literally. See, you see me yawning. Must I tell you why he was in his feels about it? Let's hear it. Steven Gerrard didn't win the Premier League with Liverpool. He didn't win everything there was to win with Liverpool. That's so Liverpool true. fans feel like St- Steven Gerrard owed them. I got you. Ronaldo's done everything for us. And well, also, you can't compare the two. Yeah. Also, Steven Gerrard came back to bottle it again. <laughs> Keep him. He had to leave to go to Rangers to win a title. Michael Owen had to come to United to win a, a win league. league that, that's all I'm saying. No, that's I mean that's why it stabs them. That's why it pains them. That's tough. That is that, that, that is brutal. We've seen it all. So Paolo, pa, James is just saying it's okay to cry in 2021 when Cristiano Ronaldo eventually uh, does obviously the 90th minute tap in on uh, when is it November the 20th? November yeah, the 6th, that's straight for the end. It's gonna happen. Celebrate. 89th minute and kisses the badge. That's it's gonna happen. It's gonna it's suck. Not but that's going to happen. I mean, what are you going to do about it? Well, it, unless it's it's a, it's at Old Trafford. Yeah, so City so. won't have a badge on their away kit. Uh, the Puma kits don't oh, have badges. The training kit. But, yeah. Let's talk about that kit. I mean, what are we doing there? Because that should be used to obviously wipe the floor as a rag, that, that sort of stuff. Or really, we should be using it... I don't know if you've ever been for a haircut in the hood, uh, Paolo. Guys put... Um, I don't know if been to a haircut, period. This is... <laughs> But they, they, they do this uh, like a methylated spirits mm. thing on your head and it's disgusting and they have this terrible cloth which is always... That's what those it's kits... To be, bro. No, no, it's, it's for nothing. There's lots of uh, sterilizers that actually don't burn like hell. Uh, uh, my barber, <laughs> I've told him, uh, he comes to my house and says, oh, shall I put spirit on there? Spirit. Get, get yeah, that, but that's what your dad grew up on, bro. But that's what the cloth should be used for. That, that, that kit is the worst thing in the world. So, worst thing so, ever. So these kits, if no one's seen them, is basically they all follow Puma kits. It's the away shirt. In some cases, the third. Yeah. But they all follow the same template in that they're a very dark black or dark blue with a stripe black. across the team name, Puma. It's copy-paste, eh? And there's no badge. The club yeah. badge isn't on it. They look like training shirts. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we're in a generation now where these things upset us. But <laughs> <it's>, uh, <laughs> we have to have an opinion on it. Yeah. Um, but you've got like seven or eight leading clubs in Europe. You know, and we all know that, so there's a couple of things. Because a team's got to release three new kits every season, yeah. mm-hmm. you're going to run short on design, right? Yeah. Um, and also, apparently, why there are certain ways that they're designing it to to put off counterfeiters. Because apparently counterfeiters have got so good, oh, there's see. certain things with the embossing and things like that that yes. you can only do on the originals, yeah. which is a small part of it. But Puma have really 
They've really just taken the money and run. Let's be honest. Also, the also, well. also, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be upset if I were Man City because you know we're supposed to be you know Puma's blue chip club. Why yeah. don't we get a different? It's like have you, have you seen what Nike do? Yeah. They give everybody, they give Barcelona the nice, the nice kit, and then next Everyone season, every, yeah, next season everybody wears Barca's hand me down. Yeah, like maybe it's, that's what's happening at Chelsea. I mean, Chelsea's got a tablecloth this year. But have you seen Dort- Dortmund rejected the Puma kit, by the way? Oh, did they? Yeah. That away, they didn't. They didn't yeah. take it. But but you know why? Because the yellow wall probably they what all ten mm. of the guys pitched up and they said, "Who's wearing oh, what's this?" Because you, you know they they've always been mm. swag. Their blackout yeah. kit. All right. Yeah, the yellow wall pitched up and said, nah. uh, "Plus, we don't I, do that shit." I don't quite know the demographics, but w- which side of um of the bridge do they support would you say in the adidas thing they probably puma get that the hell out of here uh, as well um because who, who who's the Ad, other one Ad, eddie dassler the two eddie Ad, and, puma. and rudy yeah they're the two rudy brothers Dassler's. so they probably like listen we signed with you mm. we prefer adidas but this is nonsense get it the hell out of here or go wipe the floor with it those kids are terrible yeah. they're absolutely awful all right guys so listen my advice with james and i had my own advice for you guys because you're clearly going through it and I don't think it was we're right. In den- we're in denial. They we- want us to go through it so badly. I-, I know you. You're trying to force us. Look, secretly, part of me really, because I don't want to deal with the emotions. It's going to look weird, though. As I hope PSG, other false, I hope it doesn't happen. Listen, just, I hope it doesn't happen, because it will suck. But if it's going to happen, I mean, I got bigger, th- I got a mortgage and a bond spare at the end of the month. Well, that's what a you bit say more problem. <laughs> but Paolo, you're being very mature, unlike Senzo. Is, you're saying secretly, somewhere, you know, inevitably, Cristiano Ronaldo will score that goal against Liverpool, and they're I'll gonna, celebrate that goal. You know they're going to put that uh, welcome to Manchester thing with Ronaldo. You know that's coming, and every guy I know, guys, man, since I know guys like you, I've been seeing guys like you uh, trying to be trying to be swag out here. When you're crying, by the way, don't feel smaller as a man. Because I went through it with Frank Lampard for one game, Chief. You think you're not going to go? No, Plus, Cristiano Ronaldo is probably going to win top goal scorer of the season. And but you know what? I'm more upset about it from a Portugal point of view because I really don't want Ronaldo, 35 years old, being bashed around in the Premier League. Oh, I see what you're you know? saying. So that from that point of view, I'm actually going because it's easier ride in in in, in Serie A. Uh, really, when you're going to have your last crack at a World Cup. You're chasing this all-time record score. Yes. I don't really want you being beaten up in the Premier League. And that's, that's where I'm going, oh, yes, you're being coached by Pep, but I really don't think you need coaching anymore. I really don't think you need 18 months in the Premier League before your last World Cup. That's, my, that's honestly my Self-preservation. more concerned. Self-preservation. Paolo, you see, I hadn't even thought of that. You're so mature. Is you're, you're so mature, you're willing to be honest and say, it's about me. There's about Portugal. Me. I love that. I love that. Instead of Senzo, let's hear what more denial you're in. No, man. You're or maybe, just... you're, are you bargaining? Have you? Have you? Yeah. All right. Go ahead. I'm, I'm hoping my boys from Qatar do the right thing. Because <laughs> uh, there's a guy there that wants to go and his number's clear. So, they still have, City still have to st- sell Sterling. Yeah, listen, also, <laughs> hey, here's another Well, look, way. City don't want to pay, by the way. Yeah. That's this whole thing in it. City <laughs> haven't bid because they don't want to pay a transfer yeah. fee. Yeah, so buy, let's buy out your contract. Well, so that's kind of a, a big deal. So it's going to be a very interesting weekend for big George deal. Mendes. I see what you did there. No, yeah, listen, 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 we saw uh, what those other guys. I, I don't know what the geopolitics are between uh, Qatar and uh, the UAE, but you, if you don't think those two uh, regions are competing, you are crazy. Mm. They are going to get Ronaldo. If you went to the UAE, ask your friends in Dubai what the UAE will look like. By what Ronaldo signs today. Yeah, all blue. Let's give it till Tuesday. All blue. 
Because you know what Qatar looks like right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you know, hey, that airport, <laughs> have you been to that Qatar airport with that massive wooden thing? Like most Bro, of that shirt sold out. That, that, that away um, white PSG kit sold out in like five minutes because of Messi. So in, 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 Can't in, get it anywhere now. In the Qatar uh, airport, I don't know if you've seen that massive Munich. You, you know, listen, Munich do it right there. They've got a big store. Or it feels like everywhere, right? There's a good chance that got shut down the day Leo Messi signed. PSG, that's happening. You look at what Dubai looks like by Tuesday when Ronaldo signs. If you don't think that's at play, I think you're nuts. I've got a very interesting dynamic now. Now, Fantasy Football League. United <laughs> fans, they, when they see Ronaldo, they're like, cry and, cry and smile at the same yeah. time. Listen, Salah's my captain. So he's straight in. Ronaldo's straight in. Ah, cheers, Salah. Lukaku, Kane or Ronaldo, you can only take one. Yeah. Cristiano Ronaldo, first um, 20 oh, million pound it's player all about, fantasy football. Like Ronaldo, it's all about me. It's all about me. <laughs> Honestly, I, I get where he comes from. Good for him. Thirty-five years old, you're still consideration. Knock yourself out. It's a Portuguese thing. All right, I blame the Glazers. Glazers out. Yes, that's it. Venga in. Venga in. Let, yes. Let's just say anything. What, what's Venga, the new whatever. hashtag? Venga. Hold hands for Harry. Yes. Whatever it is. So, guys, if Sergio Ramos can hear me, dude, please just call your boy and say, "My boy, I'm cleared." Nah. I told that guy to leave. Ronaldo says, nah, Chief, when I left, you didn't say anything. You didn't, you didn't even come to my uh, exit dinner. Aye. Forget no, no, you won't. Win. Plus, part, you're old. part of me is also going, Man City and Sporting do have an agreement. Oh. They do have a, you know, a relationship. Um, maybe City are buying him for Sporting and oh they'll go park God. him there. Oh, my God. One can only dream. Right. Now, James, what you've just heard there, mate, uh, Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, somebody you should look up. It's called bargaining is what Paolo's doing. He, he's sort of transitioning along uh, the five stages of grief. Uh, you'll have to repeat yourself just one more time. Uh, Elizabeth Kubler-Ross uh, said people bargain eventually with trauma. You know, remember when your ex-girlfriend dumped you? At first, angry, ooh, whatever. And then you've got to go from there. And then you're like, Maybe stay, maybe don't. It was me. It was, you know what I mean? I, what can I do to change this? Look, yeah, this at, situation's too much. As a Liverpool fan, yep. um, I have become a professional bargainer. Yep. Um, and I do know these five stages like the back of my hand. So it will be okay, guys. I promise. Ha! Let's I end promise. off. Now, that's hot advice that's available from James Jimbo Ilsley. I mean, your regular psycho, psychoanalyst. All right. Let's quickly finish off on this. Uh, Joe Root is a one-man team, right? And uh, Christian Ronaldo will talk more about... Um, as I do every single Friday, I want to give you the Friday Five. It is the five greatest number fours. Uh, just to give you a bit of context, anyone who's better at four, uh, I just want to give you this list because Joe Root is doing it right now. One-man one, one team. Uh, just a human being through will. Cristiano Ronaldo-esque is willing England to being a decent cricket team. And that ain't easy right now. Uh, so let me get some of that music. I'm going to give you the Friday Five, the five greatest number fours to ever bat in Test cricket. All right. Uh, let's get it going. At number five, um, listen, there was a sort of, there was something hanging over him. Uh, little Kalu, they called him, Ramesh Kaludarana came before him, redefined the way we watched one day cricket along with Sanat Jayasuriya. But this guy came along and um, arguably the greatest wicket keep batsman we have ever seen. 3,800, 12,400 runs, an average of, get this, 57.4 in a terrible Sri Lankan nice. team, largely speaking. They're not, I don't mean decent. He had Mahela Jayawardena and nothing else. But he had a 57.4 average. He's, plus, he stood up to Muta Murladurin. At number five, the one and only, the great legendary Kumar Sangakara. At number four, Clive Lloyd's shadow stood over this man forever, right? Is It's us and we're doing it. Now, forget Sobers, forget the rest. Clive Lloyd, the great leader, great hope of West Indian cricket. 
documentary upon, upon documentary. This guy said, put it on my shoulders, don't you worry. 3400s, 11,953 runs, an incredible average of 52.88. Um, and by the way, the world record, um, a, little, a little something called 400 runs. Uh, and by the way, the West Indies have been trash, I feel like, since the 90s. And this guy was still the only man who could uh, double-step Shane Warne and make Australia take him off the bowling attack at number four, the one and only Brian Charles Lara. Mm. At number three, uh, from the age of 16, this man was unable to walk outside his house with anything like peace. The hope of two billion people for 20 years lay squarely on this man's shoulders. 50 test hundreds. Jeez. I'm going to repeat that. 50 test hundreds. 15,921 test runs, which is the most. 53.78 average. The greatest to ever do it from within the Indian spectrum. Uh, just an unbelievable, the little maestro we call them. Number three, Sachin Tendulkar. At number two, the greatest all-round cricketer to ever play. He's, this man is undoubtedly the greatest all-round cricketer to ever play. Uh, he comes from these very shores. 45 test hundreds, 13,289 runs, 55.37 test average. That's scary. That is scary. Sheesh. And he took 200 wickets. And he got 10,000 plus runs in one-day cricket. Just, uh, just a man-mountain. Uh, at number two, the great Jacques Henry Cullis. Some guy, some player. Superb Superb player. At number one, listen, I, I'm, I'm not even going to waste time, right? <laughs> is that the only thing you can't do for this guy is allow him to buy sandpaper uh, <laughs> at the hardware store. That's the only thing he can't do. I was sitting in the stands in Cape Town when that whole thing went down. And then he did the crocodile tears. Uh, no time for it, pal. Uh, I got no time. You've cheated already. You've been caught. You're sorry you got caught. That's what you're sorry about. Uh, at number one, Listen, his average is 61.8 with 7,540 runs. Let's stop wasting time and arguing and, and, and mucking about. He's the greatest. I believe he's the greatest batsman of all time. But let's say modern day because people will go back to when milkmen and, and postmen were playing. Oh, who cares about them? There was, there was no competition, right? Uh, like, who cares? Like, this guy's doing it against professionals. At number one, Sandpaper Gate. Uh, uh, blonde hair crier, uh, by the way. The one and only Steve Smith. He's, a, he's an unbelievable player. Mm. Despicable what he did. Everybody makes mistakes, though. We're all perfect on social media, right? I, I know we're all puritanical and everyone's perfect. Uh, just don't sell him sandpaper. All you have to do, no sandpaper allowed within 15 kilometers of him. He has to move out of big cities. That's what he has to do because you're not allowed sandpaper. You will cheat. But he's incredible. Sure. I mean, look at those numbers. Just 61 average. What? 77 tests. No, he, he's a real guy. He's a real guy. Plus, he came back from Sandpaper Gate and he's still making hundreds. <laughs> Went to England and said, have, have a slice. But you forgot one in, in, tremendous stat about uh, Kumar Sangakara. Mm -hmm. 12 double centuries. Yeah. I mean, listen. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you what. He, he carried a load on his back. The only reason he's not so... Um, he, he's, he's so low on the list is that I also like winning. Sri Lanka was yeah, well, garbage. Well, it's not my fault as well. Yeah. Like, like, once I do, I, I, I like winning and I believe the best players on the best teams. Now, with that being said, like, um, I think out of all those four, if I had to choose somebody like to bet for my life, mm -hmm. I'd probably choose Brian Charles Lara. He's a terror. He, he twice yes. held the world record. Twice, yeah. Matthew Hayden went and broke it and, yeah. said, and he said no. But Lara did it against England in Port of Spain, uh, the 375 and 94. And then, Lara, and then Hayden did it Zimbabwe, 380. 
Then Laura said, huh, huh, let me give you some apples again. 400, not out. Eh? So what are we talking about? So Not out. But Joe Root is well on his way to doing something. It's just so unfortunate that the handsome, grizzled face. I, I, he's Alistair f- Cook is what the English meant when they said the, the British Empire. Like yeah. everything about it. Yeah. That, that the douchebag jaw, but he seems like a nice guy. Yeah, apparently he's a decent bloke. And then I'm opening the bowling and I'm making all Joe Root in this, in this series alone, it's only the, the third test, scored over 500 runs in the series. Joe Root's incredible. So I, I never rated him, but he's real. So, uh, again, uh, the Friday Five is at number five, Kumar Sangakara, at number four, Brian Lara, at number three, Sachin Tendulkar, number two, Jacques Callis, and at number one, the sandpaper cheat, uh, Steve Smith. He's incredible, he, but he is a cheat. I mean, listen, you, you know what I'm saying. All right, uh, we got the long lunch coming up. There's a guy in France who went to Cambridge. Uh, let's see what he's got to say for us. He, he, he'll be coming up uh, after this, the MK T-shirt. Cliffcentral.com. Well done. That's how you bring a show back. (laughs) You're so chuffed with yourself. I am chuffed with myself. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's get straight to it. A guy who finished at Cambridge as though it wasn't enough that he was a Springbok, that he played for the Bulls dynasty. Uh, like he's, I don't know, what, what, what's this guy doing in his off time? Probably saving little children, like with Raheem, with uh, Marcus Rashford and feeding them and just making sure they get an education. Is there anything he can't do? Is he Batman? We, we don't know. We will find out though. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, uh, yeah, good, all around good guy. Flip on What do you have to say to me, sir? How are you? Pa- Whoa, oh, professional. Let's go. He's all right. Suited and booted. All right. Bonjour. 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 <laughs> <laughs> All right, looking professional. So, hey, where do we find you today? You look unbelievable, by the way. Uh, th- thank you very much. Yourself, not too bad. Yeah, eight percent so body fat. No, from someone or... no, no, no big deal. Eight percent body fat. I've been working out in winter uh, after COVID as well. No big deal. That's that's impressive. That's impressive. <laughs> so, hey, are you dressed in some Scottish wear today? Yes. Where are you? How are you there? Wow, you look like a pro. I am at the office in Clermont-Ferrand. Okay. It's a middle earth of uh, France. Uh, very nice. A bit like Bloemfontein of South Africa to give a little perspective of what's happening. Okay. There, there's a very little tire company here called Michelin. And Tiny. Never heard of them. For them. They'll never make it. No. no. Uh, me, and, me and the Michelin man got about the same, same percentage of body fat. <laughs> Uh, by the way, I'm not, I'm not alone here. Just so you know, there are other people, uh, Senzo and um, Paolo currently, who can maybe show you their faces because oh. they are... Uh, th- so they've just heard that um, Cristiano Ronaldo is probably going to Manchester City and they're really going through some stuff. So maybe you can see their sad faces. We, we could probably cut to that. It's not... Yeah, that's that, one. That Senzo, Senzo survive his clamping uh, experience. <laughs> oh, oh, that's tough. Oh that is tough. Let's cut to Senzo. I mean, Senzo, you've got to explain this now. Just give us a sec to cut to you, mate. Um, obviously, uh, for those who don't know, Senzo Sateba, that handsome face there, um, he says, I don't mind camping, uh, but as long as there's a Sealyposteropedic on the floor somewhere Quit. with lattes. So, Senzo, uh, your, your glamping experience, Paul. I didn't glamp, guys. What did you do? <laughs> I went to a place where everything was already made. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, you went to a camping site. That the camp every- was there and it had electricity. So, you, you should have stayed at home. I'm tired of explaining myself to you. All right, Flip. You, you, I'm as, tired. As you can see, what's happened here is you've caught him with Cristiano Ronaldo going to. You see, hey? 
We know. I see what's happening. We exactly. Know. What's happening with Cristiano Ronaldo? Yeah, we know. We know. All right. Let's get into that, by the way. Cristiano Ronaldo, by the way, has decided uh, that I'm not living in Italy. Nice fashion. They don't pay their taxes. Juventus, you're not serious. We might as well get straight into CR7 saying, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I am off. Uh, as LeBron James says, I am taking my talents back to Manchester, the better, richer half, some might say. A uh, nice <laughs> stadium. Uh, that, that other place is a dump. I've already done that. I already won you a world player over here. I'm going to Man City. As a sportsman, talk to me about this. Um, I'd love to know your mindset um, when something like this happens, right? You had, uh, did you have an agent back in the day? Or, I mean, you're a Cambridge guy. You could have probably just done it yourself. No, no, you have to have an agent, mate. Those, so, those, guys, those guys know your worth more than you do. And they, they obviously lie better than everyone else. And they, <laughs> they sell you for more than you're worth. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, just for those who can't see it, Fabrizio Romano, not sure if you've heard of this guy, Flip, but he is the, like guys rely on this guy more, even if they're religious than the Bible. Um, Fabrizio Romano is uh, I don't know his guy is. the alpha and the omega. He says confirmed uh, shout out Fabrizio uh, I make the pasta with the mama Romano he says confirmed Cristiano Ronaldo has definitely decided to leave Juventus and he asked the club to be sold so quickly um, Flip if you can take me through the conversation between you and a professional sportsman obviously you were at the Bulls a dynasty you guys were basically mauling from your own try line uh, to the other try line uh, and it was just you and Anton Leonard high-fiving at the end of it um when, what do you say, uh, what's the conversation with your agent when there's a big move happening in sports? I'd, I'd love to know. Yeah, obviously these guys, you, you plan these moves a little bit more in advance and then try and keep it undercover so it comes out as a surprise, um, as these things do, because you, when you play for a team, you still try and keep it under covers as much as possible that you are trying to move and you're trying to quit, quit your team. Because you don't want to, you don't want to disrupt obviously what's happening inside your team and the um, and the dynamics of a team. And obviously these guys, you know, it's no small cash. So don't tell me Man City decided last night over a cup of tea they're just going to quickly chuff what 150 million. What is, what would his transfer fee be at the moment? Well, I mean, um, they're talking about trying to um, uh, quickly. Paolo, you were saying uh, Man City are considering sort of embezzlement or maybe buy out his contract. Uh, have, you, have you got any numbers for us in, in terms of what Man City are looking? Because they're trying to finagle the deal, right, Paolo? Well, no one's put any transfer fee up anywhere. Mm. You know, everything's agreed with Ronaldo and what he wants and his terms, et cetera, et cetera. And, yeah, they're trying but, to discount him as well because they said first it was 28 and then it was 25. And then you've said, listen, we'll even accept 25. So, uh, You know, the, what I think makes it complicated is that Ronaldo is an industry. You know, to move an industry and everything that goes along with him, I don't know if that happens in a weekend. Yeah, so, so yeah. are you saying what Flip's saying in terms of, hey, they planned this move like... This, yeah, it maybe came out now, but these conversations have been happening for a yeah. while if they are going to happen. And to Paolo, be honest, that's tough to say as a, as a Man United fan. I, I have to believe it. But, yeah, but also these guys aren't gangsters. They don't just like, yeah, I pony up the cash. They're not sitting on a duffel bag full of cash. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah pony up the cash. Who's, no. who's, who, who's not gangsters? Who's not gangsters? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, true, true that. Now, that feels like a bit of a shot at, um, obviously, uh, uh, the greatest owner in sports, Roman Abramovich. So I'm not going to allow that to happen no, at, yes. at all. Uh, he's, he's, a, he's a man who worked hard and worked his way up uh, along with a guy called Vladimir like, Putin. And, he's cutthroat, eh? Well, he got to the top through so, hard work so, and industry. Sounds Catholic, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so, so you reckon what? You, you have the conversation with your agent. How does that go? Do, do agents come to you and say, 
here are the offers on the table? Or would you as a player in your time, did you go, listen, I'm happy at the Bulls, but there's, there's, or you may not have been happy, you needed a new start, whatever it was. How does it usually go? Is it player to agent or agent to player that gets suggested? I think these guys at, at the apex of their career probably go, well, I've achieved what I could with these teams. Um, you know, you you feel when you're getting old, rugby is quite easy because you literally get too old to play. Unless you're Victor Matfield, you can just go on forever. <laughs> um, but the, the the these guys have the type of discussion. I mean, Cristiano Ronaldo would go down in history, the first ever guy to miss Manchester United. Um, go away and go back to Manchester. What the hell is he thinking? <laughs> um, and then, um, so, so, so these guys would probably, that, that would be the motivation for them. You know, um, money, money, I don't think money makes that box tick anymore. Mm. Um, obviously not being stupid, you know, they, they, they would get the same fee wherever they go, but it would be about achieving, achieving new goals and they would be searching teams where they would be winning trophies. No, that's uh, tough to hear. That's tough to hear. Um, if you're a Manchester United <laughs> fan, uh, the toughest thing in the world to hear is that you, Cristiano Ronaldo, basically, arguably the greatest player you've ever had. I mean, you can argue for any other Man United player. That's fine. I, I don't really mind who people say is a Man United uh, goat is. That's tough to hear as Man United right now, guys. Uh, that if he had the choice of a place to go and win, it's the other guys across town. That's got to be horrible. But it's the truth, though. They are better suited than us. They've got their manager. Is yeah, they're ready. All timer. You guys are trash, is what you're saying. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. Why? Like, why are you putting words in my mouth? What's What's actually become interesting about this uh, transfer window this season is that by default, there's actually a super league has emerged because there are realistically yeah. only four. If even that, and we're going to get more and more into this, where there's going to be a handful of teams keeping all the players and a handful of teams who are the only teams that can actually win the Champions League and the leagues and actually by default create a closed Super League shop. Now, Flip, I want to... Paolo is... like So I just want to tell you something about Paolo, by the way. Um, one of the nicest human beings I've ever met, uh, Flip, just so you're aware of it. And, and I'm not just saying that because he works on the show. But he's, as you can tell, Paulo Diaz, he's definitely not Scottish. Um, so one of the most Portuguese people you'll ever meet, right? But what he cannot stand is the sight of anyone from Portugal doing well. <laughs> he, he cannot stand Cristiano, or he can't stand Jose Mourinho. And, um, but he, he's a genius, this Paulo guy, the, the way he thinks about it, right? And you said the very first day the European Super League um, uh, was made, right? Was that, or, or the guys attempted to make it. And Paulo's first words were after... Obviously, all the Man United hooligans came in, tried to break the whole stadium. Obviously, hooligans. We know. Ronaldo probably said, I'm not going back there. Those people can't behave. There's no way. I'm very rich. I don't, want to be, I don't need to be near those hooligans. But what Paolo's first words were, was, billionaires never lose. And I, I, I kept those thoughts in my mind. Paolo, Paolo said, billionaires never lose. And, I mean, let's go to your sport, right? Is... In rugby, I know there was a bit of pushback as soon as the first guy... I can't remember which was the first club to allow that. Uh, I don't, is he the French-Arabic bloke? I don't, know, I don't know which club he bought, but he, he was the first guy to make a super club. A and then guys were like, yeah, uh-oh. I think, I think the first guy that actually really threw money at the show, but in a, in a, in a good way, was Jackie Lorenzetti for the racing Metro team. That's the guy. Um, but I mean... Uh, the, the, he did, but he did it slow, and then then came Toulon back in the back in the Murat days, yes. who just threw cash embezzlement, 
the most corrupt guy, Bernard Laporte, put him in as a coach um, by every player that has ever played for an international team. I mean, they had everyone playing for Toulon at a time. Brian Abana, Kito, Bakis Puerta, Donny Rousseau, Ma Nonu. Johnny um, Wilkinson. They just ran onto the, Johnny Wilkinson. They ran onto the field and gave everyone 50 points. Yeah. <laughs> that is a, that's an easy, that's an easy recipe. Um, Paulo, he's, he's got a point, man. He's got a point. He's got a point. If you want to win trophies, you throw money at the problem. And, you know, two years afterwards, you say, sorry, okay, we cheated, maybe. And long gone, trophy stays in the cabinet. No one worries. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Paulo, you did say it. But, like, for me, I said, uh, as soon as I saw the Messi thing, and I don't know if we've spoken about it, but you, you've absolutely nailed it. It's like, of course the billionaires aren't going to lose. It's like, and I, I think we kind of agreed here. It's like, the billionaires went, oh, okay. They, they obviously, that's, that gate is closed. Let's just, you know, within their system, let's make Seferin, let's give him 10 million euros or, or whatever he wants. Let's just do it anyway. Don't worry about it, guys. We'll, we'll buy all the top guys. Well, even in a quicker move than that, because we're talking billionaires, I think we've outstripped billionaires. We're talking oil states now. Yeah, yeah. The, the Glazers are billionaires. Yeah. Abramovich are billionaires. The and they're not like playing the too. same game. Yeah. You know, so it's so quickly, this has become this really closed shop that who knows where this ends up with but remember what football. I said. Remember what I said to you the one time. Don't pick a fight with somebody with more money than you. Billionaires don't lose. <laughs> I, I mean, uh, Flip, obviously the country you're living in started this whole mess, right? Is when uh, Michel Platini, uh, obviously uh, him and uh, his mate Jerome Falker and Sepp Blatter sold everything to Qatar. And now French football is essentially on its knees because of these guys. But fair enough. Um, is that I, I want to know your, your sort of what was the feeling uh, uh, before we get to Mbappe because I, 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 I want to talk about that as well a link to this is w- what is the general feeling on the ground are, are you hearing anything about it um, number one as a rugby player back in the day when you were there in terms of billionaires ta- trying to take over rugby and, and essentially succeeding in the end but what's the feeling around Mbappe and PSG I don't know what the press is saying that side I, I don't read any French or speak any of it it's a, it's a, yeah, it's an interesting thing. I mean, I think you understand, you understand the French thing is like, you know, Mbappe was the, you know, won the World Cup, then, okay, let's sign Neymar and forget about Mbappe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, mm-hmm. that's how it goes. And now okay, Neymar, not that great, you know, let's get Messi in. Why not? You know, mm-hmm. now, now, now Mbappe hasn't been traded. Well, no. no. I mean, there's a new offer. There's a couple of offers. That it's billionaire yeah, games. Yeah, we'll, no, we'll no, no. Yesterday, yesterday they said no. Eh? They said two hundred million or nothing. So yeah, I mean, they're going to play billionaire roulette. They're probably playing chess where, with pieces where Lewandowski's a pawn, Ronaldo's like a, a car. A, 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 you know, these are billionaire Thank games. You, but but uh, Senzo's got something. But I just want to stick with you, Flip, quickly. Is G- yep. Give me the thoughts on the ground. Mbappe, this happening. PSG, are, are they the most hated thing in France at the moment? <laughs> no, not at all. I mean, people, that's the, only, that's the only football match they watch. I mean, the French <laughs> league is so weird, though, that you get these, you get PSG and then you get the rest. Uh, Marseille is trying to be out there. Lyon is trying to be out there, but they, 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 they're not in the same league at all. Um, even the television, uh, the Canal Plus, only shows PSG games. The other ones you need to find on Amazon Prime. <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> Shut up, our, <laughs> that's, I mean, I mean, Qatar probably owns Amazon as well, partly. Um, but but that's 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 a, that's how these guys roll. So it's it's a, it's a weird thing. And then 
Mbappe is not the talk of the town. There's not hatred against him at all. I think you know you you would be loved wherever he goes. But um, as I said, there's a there's a there's a new wind blowing, so they're searching for the new guy to come in and um, looking at Messi. Messi is the talk of Paris, mate. They've sold out. They sold out the Messi t-shirts in I think seven hours. It was. Shit, that's of France, no, no PSG Messi service. The whole of France, it was, it was sold out. That's so. Yeah. So now, talk to me about quickly your rugby days. You know, like you, you've just mentioned, Toulon Saracens came along. Is did, did everybody was there within the rugby community? Let's talk about you as you're a player now, because there's all the sentiment as fans and what the media wanted. Mm-hmm. How did the fans feel about Toulon and the players? Let, let's talk about you as the players. Were you guys thinking, great, if there's more money for them, it means more money is going to come for us? Or were you guys slightly resentful that the purity of rugby was going? Uh, yeah, the, we can go into that philosophy of what is the purity of rugby. You know, yeah. then if everyone was amateur, if everyone is amateur and one team gets paid, yeah. You know, but everyone everyone's over here because you're getting paid, mate. Gotcha. You you're not going <laughs> to lie about that situation. Um <laughs> Uh, you know, it's surely, surely, yeah. You still, you still, you still love the game, and you can you become passionate about the place you play for. Um, what money brings to the money brings to the to the table is the, uh, crowds, infrastructure around. Mate, you get a team full of stars. Yeah. You get forty thousand screaming fans in the stadium. I mean, what more do you want? That's and that that makes it lucky to play. You know, you get like your little booty on the side, and you watch a great <laughs> game of rugby. Um, going 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 to play at the the Stade Maiola against the full full Toulon side was freaking amazing. You know, that was that was the ones you you wanted to go play because of the crowds getting. You know, people the crowd is more dangerous than the players on the field. You know, so that, that that's <laughs> that's what gets exciting. Now you see um, that that. That stage has passed, um, and the, but the crowds are not coming anymore. They're not winning matches. The, the French crowds are, are easy, easy like that. You just win, and they love you. Speaking of which, awesome stuff happened down Nice, Marseille. Don't know if you saw that fight, by the way. Um, Jeepers creepers. There's the one guy who's a staff member who knocked a guy out cold. Shout out to that guy being uh, still having a job. Um, so now. Talk to me about the guy with the tattoos on the face. Did you see him? <laughs> no, no. But I want to. What? He's got, he had like a full tattooed head. I'm like, wow. He, he's he in the wrong place. To be a security guard. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. But but Philip, I'm kind of thinking as well. Is we don't know how to socialize yet. And in America, I don't know if you've seen it at all the NFL games. There are people just sucker punching each other everywhere every week. Is you know with COVID lockdown, what what have French crowds been like? I mean, guys are always fighting at games, but. You know, we're learning to reintegrate again. Has have people just been knocking each other out cold uh, yeah. whilst they're drinking their lattes or whatever? I, I don't know what French. Mate, listen, uh, sh- shout out, shout out to college football coming back. College, oh, college hey, football is back. Hey, roll tight, DJ, DJ Snake. DJ Snake has a new run it. Listen to that. Yeah, yeah. we'll get you charging, mate. No, no, I'm on it. Um, I, 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 roll tight, Saban. Let's make that thing eight, and maybe we'll yeah. tie. Exactly. The um. People are punching each other. No, it's quite funny because I'm in Marseille. Marseille is, you know, yes. <laughs> the 55th state of Africa. Mate. Yes. That, that, that place is dangerous. Yes. And normally that's where, that's, that's where it happens, isn't it? That's where everyone gets punched. And now get to Nice. 
little bottle being thrown, they're feeling unsafe. They don't want to come out on the field. I'm like, come on, mate, get get over yourself. It's unbelievable. I mean, yeah, like, yeah. But life is pretty. Life is pretty much normal here. I can't wait. The next uh, top fourteen starts next weekend. Oh, getting, I'm getting in there with a beer, beer in the crowd, standing up, shouting. Yes. Spitting on someone in front of me. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I'm, I'm totally into it. Let's yeah. start, start swapping saliva. Let's get back to it. Some mm-hmm. of us are going like, to hey, get the vaccine. Don't get the vaccine. That's your own choice. If you don't get the vaccine and you get sick. I don't know, if, like, I don't care about you. That was your choice. Stupid. Keep it moving. <laughs> if guys want to have beers and punch it out in yeah. the throat, I, I think that's great for society. Uh, we've got some breaking news here. Send us a table. What you got for me, pal? Well, about four minutes ago now, All right. Fabrizio Romano says Real Madrid and Paris Saint-Germain are in negotiation for Kylian Mbappe also today. Intermediaries at work to find an agreement. There's 170 million euros plus 10 million euros add-ons bid on the table. Real Madrid are calm and working on it as they know Mbappe only wants Madrid. So the phone is, that looks like that's happening. So, Paolo, th- th- this is an interesting one. Uh, Kylian Mbappe, uh, obviously it's monopoly money at this stage um, because uh, what's it, Monaco are still due, what, 40 million of it is what I read? Because they actually haven't paid that other 40 million. It was only if Mbappe was to be sold, is what I understand. Yeah, it's based, it was based on a salon, it was basically a salon fee yeah. of 35 million. So, you know, anything 170 million, 35's got to go to Monaco. So that's obviously why they've got to push up the price. The breaking news that I heard, the 11 o'clock breaking news. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of news being <laughs> Was broken. that the sense is that this is a flex by Real Madrid. Because just logically, and, and listen, uh, we just read a tweet now that said Man City, Real Madrid, uh, and uh, all these teams are making fancy, are making football manager look, look realistic. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, is that... Logically, on 1 January, Mbappe can sign for anybody, yeah. for free, yeah. for nothing, right? Why would you do it now um, if not just to flex and say, everyone stay out of the spot? You're going to be fighting over Haaland next year. Yeah. We want the free run at Mbappe. You're going there anyway. Um, it just seems strange. Real Madrid been like pleading poverty for a long time to have 200 million now, three days before the transfer window. It just doesn't seem like... You know, Senor Perez. No, great big, point there. Big, big flex on Barcelona. Yeah, that, Barcelona. That's what it feels like, yeah. No, great point. Now, but here's the problem, right? Is that because obviously uh, La Liga has been run like a spaza shop or a umcholisano, I have no time to explain <laughs> what that fresh. actually Listen, means. Listen, no, but I know some well-run spaza shops and that's an, in, that's an insult A bit of an to, insult to them. No, I think so. All right. Uh, now, I will say sorry. I'm big enough <laughs> as a man to go, uh, I've insulted... Uh, having said that, 90% of my family runs puzzle shops, so I'm being disrespectful to my own family. But um, So good point there, Paolo. I will apologize to all puzzle shop owners. Shout out to you guys, the backbone of the country. Now, let's move on to this. Um, if, I'm, if I'm sort of Real Madrid, whether flex or not, the last thing I need is those buggers from Man City. Because let's face it, I mean, Flip said it just now. If you let it go to January... Then Man City go, all right. I've got a chance. Uh, you let, who do we let go of? Uh, Laporte, you're out of here. Uh, Carl Walker, maybe you start looking for employment elsewhere because we're offering him 800000 in January. Real Madrid, are you going to play that game? And are Real Madrid there? So I think they'd rather take the pinch now, make like swallow it, sell Isco, Asensio, whoever you've got to shift out to make the salary cap because... <laughs> You don't want to be the gold because once you are the goldfish against the sharks, Man City, Chelsea, you know Abramovich mm. is going to be stupid about it. <laughs> uh, Mbappe at 22, yeah. probably the next face of 
continental Europe. I, I don't think he's the face of global football. He just doesn't have the personality. Roman Abramovich is going, now, young man, I have a yacht. What do you think about those? You can have it. <laughs> well, I, I think it's opposed to the, the, the Qataris saying, well, we have an oil, an oil field. What do you think about that? Uh, it's, it's just the timing seems odd. It's like, why would you flex? Your point is right. I mean, why is this Ronaldo smokescreen? Let's, oh, my goodness. Let's, let's and go and to it's to turn it on and say, well, listen, we did offer PSG. They said 200 or nothing. PSG turned it down. I tried. I yes. did what I could. Politics game. You yes. Know, I, and you know Perez has done Perez, the yeah, Perez. I did what I could. They the bad did you, see, did, you see, did you see what he said about the first uh, offer? He says, yeah, we offered them money and they insulted it. I mean, they, and they said no to it rudely. But when he said that, I knew he was going to come again. Yeah, he's painting PSG as the bad guys in this. So oh. I think there's a bit of that play. Now, uh, Flip, obviously you've been a sportsman at the, at the highest level. Is How do players feel? Like, for me, the, the guys that I know that are, are playing at whatever level is like, you know, sometimes people forget. It's like, for some guys, it's just a job. But for some people, football, rugby, tennis is everything. Like... How do you guys feel actually in the locker room when billionaires start playing these games? Are you just like, hey, as long as that text comes in every uh, six weeks with my check, I'm good? Or do guys actually get affected by, by what the ownership and, and people are doing with, the, with their situations? I would have loved people to play around my head with 170 million. We were breaking balls. We were breaking balls for like 5,000 euros a year more. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's like, yeah. And, and, I mean, the, the, the thing is, uh, to answer your question, I think, I think it becomes more relevant with the age. The longer you stay with the club, the better you actually want to make the club. Um, rugby, obviously, is a little bit different than football where people just transfer on a wimp, you know, or American football where you can be out the next day. You know, people are generally a little bit more... Uh, studios a little bit more concerned about what's happening at the club uh, and everyone because it's not as big money game as 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 football or even cricket in these days you know um, the people try and construct a better thing and and you know at the end if if you've got a big investor the only way he's going to stay at the club is if you guys win trophies mm. you know that is that is his ferrari that is how he's showing off to his Teenage girlfriend, yes, you know yes. whatever is <laughs> happening is, is good. So, so, so you got everyone is working towards that. You know, the billionaire saying there, you will have your paycheck tomorrow. Give me a trophy. So, and then, then the the rest will the rest will sort itself out. I think that that's an important part to to understand. Whereas football, these guys are just magicians. They are so good, and you can put that guy in any shirt in any team. I mean, Mbappe can't even speak English. You know, going to Real Madrid, you know, you know, what, the, <laughs> um, yeah. So, so you just, you understand those dynamics. They, they, they're such international teams. Um, you know, it's not, it's not the same team culture, not the same construction, those type of things. You've never, have we ever seen a book? Ferguson probably wrote a book about culture and teams and stuff like that, but you'd, culture and football, not in the same sentence. Yeah. It's, it's changed. It's changed a little bit. Now, Philip, I quickly wanted to ask you is, Hey, do you ever have those moments when you pitch up at a place like uh, Michelin uh, and uh, there's like just a massive rugby fan and you, you're actually there to kind of help them with their company culture and he goes, hey, I got your like photo or, or whatever. Do you, do you ever get recognized and it just becomes about rugby instead of the work? You, you do, especially if you go to the t- smaller towns. Yeah. I mean, 
uh, you guys can imagine you're going walking in bloom and guys just think you're there to talk some talk some rugby about the random guy and that that is that is you have to you know what you what's what's the saying what you lose on the swings you gain on the merry-go-round so you have to spend that little five minutes because that guy wanting to to shoot talk a little bit of shit about rugby is probably the CEO of some division somewhere, you know, so I have to, <laughs> have to entertain him for a little while and you speak a little bit of rugby and, you know, make him believe he, all his, all his visions are correct and perfect. And, you know, then just move on. Oh, it's going to take a... five minutes of your day and he's happy. What a life, dude. Mm. Oh, that, that is like, what a life you are living. That, that is, that must be crazy. Oh, yeah. breaking news. See, this is this show, by the way, we must just going to change it to the from MKT show. Uh, to, um, you know, let's just end the breaking news FC. Uh, Fabrizio Romano, of course, he's had his pasta for lunch. It is a classic stereotype for an Italian. Probably has a terrible coffee. If you're ever drinking coffee, do not drink Italian. They drink stuff that belongs in a sewer. You probably want to go French if you're in Europe. Uh, the, 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 I mean, just the Italians, get it together. Good food, better food than the French, but terrible coffee. Um, he's probably just done that whole thing after lunch. Uh, Fabrizio Romano on Twitter says... Juventus manager Massimiliano Allegri uh, has, quote, said, Cristiano Ronaldo told me yesterday that he wants to leave Juventus immediately. It's true and confirmed. This is why he wasn't training today and he's not available for tomorrow versus Empoli. Now, uh, Flip, let me tell you something that happened yesterday. Cristiano Ronaldo possibly up for an Oscar, people are saying, is that (laughs) he faked, uh, I've got an arm injury, right? But he was limping with his legs. Your thoughts on that? Rugby players uh, do not appreciate soft uh, footballers, I demand. Obviously, Massimiliano Allegri, you didn't get the, you didn't get the emotion that he was trying to, he wants to leave. The people don't understand he wants to leave. You <laughs> <laughs> go. And listen, it makes sense. I, I was saying to a few people, it makes sense that Italy was the epicenter of COVID. I mean, they are constantly men and women kissing each other everywhere all the time. Like Italians, stop touching each other. We were trying to stop the pandemic. Like, <laughs> just the herd immunity. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Shout, shout out to shout out to the Italians. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, yeah. listen, real thing. Cristiano Ronaldo. So, so, have you ever been in a situation? Um, I mean, you don't have to tell me who, but have you ever been in a situation where you were unhappy and you had to go and talk to the coach? Uh, what does that situation go like? By the way, I imagine. Listen, rugby coaches famously are just tyrants. Is like, <laughs> what is that conversation like? Have you ever been unhappy at a, at a place and and had to go tell the coach? I think it, it, it just it does arrive, and it depends on which which type of coach you're working with and what type of personality you as a player have. Obviously, and you know, I'm I'm quite an open, straight shooting type of guy. So if I'm not happy, I will tell him I'm not happy. And uh, back in the day at the Bulls, when they when Franz Ludica was you know shoved from you know coach winning winning three Super Rugby titles, and then they get shoved because for a guy, unknown guy. Yeah. Still a big, big story about that. But anyway, you know, and that's the type of thing. You, you arrive next day, there's a new coach, and you train a couple of hours, and you just realize, well, maybe that's the time for me to, to pack my bag and go. That's not what you're going to do. And those are the type of conversations you could have. Um, and as that coach rightly said, you know, if a player once tells you, you know, I want to leave, I don't want to play for this team anymore, there's not really much you can do to convince him otherwise. You can you can play you can play the bad guy and the godfather and say, Listen, mate, I'm writing your check. You have to stay with me. You've got a contract for five years. But I mean, we all know it's like in any business in any in any if Senzo tomorrow tells you he can't stand you anymore, he doesn't want to be on the show anymore, you know, yeah. he has to go. It's nothing more you can do to that. 
Yeah, that's true. I'll, I'll probably just send him off to glamping just to recover from it oh, emotionally. Oh, goodness. Um, but do you know the final nail in the coffin was with this Ronaldo thing? Yep. Last week, Saturday. So, Flip, not sure if you're aware of what happened. Uh, Christian, or you maybe want to explain. Give it some context uh, for so, everybody listening and watching. So, there were rumors going around that uh, Ronaldo's unhappy and he wants to leave. And what does Allegri do? He benches him uh, on the first, first yeah. day of the league. And I think Ronaldo then was like, okay... You know, I was willing to, no respect. you know, trying to, trying to see this thing out properly, but I got on the phone with Jovic and he said, listen, this is what's going to happen. Paolo, your thoughts, uh, uh, Flip, before I come to you, is, is on that note, like R- Ronaldo, unhappy about that. I mean, again, I, I have to believe Ronaldo. So just, I want to be clear on what my position always was. I said this to everyone on the show before the season started. He's, he, he made his, his mind up before the season. But I, I believe um, that he walked onto the training pitch the first day and he said, is this what I'm training? I'm Cristiano Ronaldo. I've got to come here. Uh, your thoughts on what Senzo is saying. Do, do you think uh, last week had anything to do with it or you think that, was, that, that uh, bullet was already in the chamber? He just pulled the trigger. Yeah, no, you, you, you rightly so. I mean, you saw the, a move like this mm. coming a long time ago. And we said it from the, we've been talking about it for a long time, is that quality around Juventus. Ronaldo was promised something that has never been delivered. And he's been made the scapegoat for it again because every time the story comes out, oh, we can't invest because Ronaldo's salary. Mm. We can't buy because Ronaldo ties us. We can't do this because of Ronaldo. So once again, he's the scapegoat. Let me make it easy for you. You know, I didn't make these promises to myself. You promised me these things. And quite rightly, when you walk in, that's not the quality that I don't think Ronaldo has a divine right to play with anyone. I mean, God, some of the rubbish that's come through the Portugal team he has to deal with. But <laughs> is, is, is that, you know, he, <laughs> he, he, he has to walk into this team and go, well, but this is not going to win a Serie A, let alone. A teacup. You're not winning a teacup. Forget a football. <laughs> a you, you know, so, and there's only so much I can do. I've done my part. I've top scored where I can. You know, I'm doing my part and you've not... I didn't make these promises I'll hold to my myself. End of the bargain, yeah. You know, and and this didn't happen last weekend. It wasn't agreed. I'm not saying that. it happened last weekend. I'm saying the final nail in the coffin. I, I think that was Juventus's move to go. Yeah. That let's push this. I think Juventus, let's cut the cord now. Yeah, and look, I said last week that maybe it was Ronaldo's move to to get them, you know, buying players, but obviously went the other way around. Flip, bit of a flex on you. Not sure if you can see below. That's my name over there. Uh, that, that's a, that sign. I, I don't know if you can see that. You, I mean, you you won Super Rugby titles, titles in France. Uh, got an MBA at, at Cambridge. Not sure if you've got an illuminated light like mine. Mine, I can't. Like, I can't put my name on a board like that. I need a massive board. Also, fun fact: if you go, if you go VDM in French, yes, literally, literally translates to vida mouth, like a shit life. Oh, it's so not something I really want to. <laughs> <laughs> not something I want to brag about. Uh, Flip, we're going to be back on the other side. Cause, uh, I'm jealous. Uh, yeah. I'm jealous. I'm no, jealous. I mean, you should be. Uh, yes. Although, looking at you in a shirt, you, you are in great shape. And uh, probably, uh, you know, you've done better in life than I have. So, th- this is actually insecurity. Th- this light says insecurity. All right, Flip, we'll be back in a little bit. Um, this is the MKT show. I'm MKT, and I enjoy being that. Uh, we've got a little bit more with uh, Flip, uh, VDM on the other side, the MKT show. <laughs> Good call. 
That was a good call. I'm looking there. You're yeah. We're looking there. It's a mess. It's a long lunch in here already. It is. Let's a bring long a beer to work day. Okay, anyway, and I've, I've taken that advice. Now, Flip, not sure if you've heard about that. that. Some sense. <laughs> Look, not sure if you've heard about that. Uh, obviously, we'll, we'll let's talk about what a long lunch is before. But uh, before that, is. Is it bring a beer to work day globally? Take a no, beer it's, to, it's national. It's it's a Heineken and, Zero campaign. Other so, alcohol-free beers are available. But it's a, <laughs> it's their ad campaign of bring a beer to work day with Heineken Zero you can. Mm. Hashtag. Now, Philip, a lot okay. of people saying in France, you guys still do <laughs> the, uh, you, you know, get a siesta in. It's unbelievable to me that sh- shops still uh, get closed there. It's just like, uh, I mean, I, I don't know. From what I experienced, it differs where you are in the country, but it's like 11 till 1 is a write-off. Yeah, don't, don't, don't con, con, confuse, confuse us with the Spanish. Oh. Uh, they, they, definitely, they definitely close shop, sleep, yeah. can't do anything. Uh, the, French, the French enjoy the long lunch. They do the 12 to 2. Um, unheard of anywhere else in the world. And uh, it's, not, it's, not, it's not viewed greatly if you don't have a glass of wine over lunch people don't trust you they look at you a bit like skewed eyed like, who's this guy is he a spy why is he not drinking what's happening I've got mates like that eh? they say they don't trust people who don't drink yeah They're no like, but this, this yeah, guy no. the Europeans have a very different relationship with alcohol so that one glass of wine is like it's nice it's classy you've been having it since you're 14 years old it's not like Marlies here with a half a bottle of Chardonnay liquid lunch it's a very different... Um... But we spoke about this. You know how it goes. First, yeah. <laughs> just have a glass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Glass. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's, that's when... You know, I just bring the whole bottle. Yeah, yeah exactly. So that's, uh, that's probably... I mean, let's talk about going for a long lunch. I, I think we've all done it. Um, you know, back in, the, back in the day when I was the Neanderthal guy is Friday, obviously, what you've got to do is try and have mates in a couple of different industries because obviously what started happening at this one place my cousin was working at is um, the HR and um, the, the, the management started to check the emails, like, where's this from? And they said that this is how they caught him out on the one part was you got to have like legit emails from other companies as your invites. You, you know what I mean? You can't now be going Slim Jim 366 at, um, at Gmail, you know, or Hot Buns at uh, Gmail. You, like, you can't do that. You, you've got to have like at Investec or whatever. So shout out to people doing the, the long lunch flip. Have you been a proponent back in the day? I mean, you played rugby, Heineken Mayer and uh, uh, Ludica, they, they're not putting up with long lunches. I'm a big fan of the long lunch. You know, there's only <laughs> one work and it's called network. Yeah. Um, and and that's, 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 that's where the business needs to be done. Uh, no, a nice a nice round table, half shade, half sun, so you know people can rotate and whether you want to be in the sun in the shade. Um, regulate their body temperature yes. and, and just settle down, you know, settle down. I have, I have a little situation where, you know, people, you don't necessarily have to drink. I'm a big fan of Heineken Zero myself yep. you know, because yeah, you you know, take we it to work make today. decisions. We need to work as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take it to work. Mm-hmm. Put it in your backpack. I mean, how cool is that? Very. Put it in your backpack, work, open a beer in the middle of a meeting. People like, okay. Now, um, a, a lot of people yeah, saying, big, big fan of the long lunch. A lot of people saying, um, like a lot of people being just me is I've always thought, why do you drink zero beer? A lot of alcohol is the effect of it. I think we got some problems if you're addicted just to the taste of beer, but uh, that, that maybe that's a different conversation for a different podcast. It, it, it might, yeah. Like, like beer is not that beer nice. Podcast, is it? No, beer is that nice. Is oh, okay, all right. Well, you know what? It, You've it, turned it, me. So, so I had that thing, right? So. <laughs> What, like decaf and non-alcohol 
non-alcoholic beer. Yeah. But actually, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a freezing non-alcoholic beer goes in. So it goes in. It does the same job. It slaps. Just bloats you. <laughs> it bloats you. Yeah, it bloats it just you. Bloats you. Now you're bloated without being drunk now. Yeah. Having said that, Paolo, you've already given us uh, probably the best advice you can is that, I, I don't know if you caught this golden nugget from Paolo, or was, I think it was in Tuesdays, a lot of guys don't think about this. Your first date has to be outdoors. Maybe you're having like your situation, as you said, we're rotating, we're in the sun. She's had her glass of wine. She's already asked for the whole bottle. It's obviously going well. You're not a terrible human. Um, and if you need to fart, you need to be outside on a first date. And it's just golden advice. I, I don't know if you've ever uh, you, you know, thought that deeply about it. Yeah, 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 I see what your face is doing. Uh, for those on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that advice, your thoughts? Flip. Downwind. Downwind. That's downwind it. as well is important. <laughs> Uh, all right. Okay. See, real men know. Real men. We know. Yeah. Guy went to Cambridge. There's a great spot. There's a great spot outside of Pretoria called uh, Irene Farm Lodge or something oh, like yes. that. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Beautiful. Little animals walking around, you know. Got that farm smell. So if, if something slips, then all good. Oh, you see, I see. This is a Cambridge man, right? Yeah. This is this higher learning. Yes. Because yes. he adds animals into it. Yes. Golden. Aesthetic. He's even got the aesthetic. Golden. Environment. He's done. You, you, you're priming the whole... Okay, that's what gets you into game. That's higher learning. That's, that's higher <laughs> Literally, learning. That's post-grad. That, that's what post-grad is. You've got, you got to love it. All right. Listen, um, Flip, just to finish off on the, on the last point of money obviously coming in and paying athletes, especially guys like you in probably the most violent sport in the world, uh, what they deserve. And I still uh, believe they are criminally underpaid. But okay. Is, talk to me about this. And this came up with uh, the boys in the break. Is that... What happens when you're in the locker room and obviously now everything's public, right? What happens within the psyche of the team uh, and, and the leadership when guys have that one guy who gets paid the most? Do guys, do, does the resentment happen? I mean, do guys, like, that must be such an interesting dynamic because, listen, to get to your level, you've got to have a certain ego just to believe in yourself. And then so-and-so is getting paid 10 times what I'm getting paid and I'm, I'm at lock clearing out every ruck and all this guy does is dropkick things. Is how does that affect uh, the psyche within the dressing room and, and other players? It's mm, a very good question. Um, I, I, do, I do think there's a little bit there's a little bit of jealousy that plays in there when you, when especially when guys are in the same position and you know that geez, you know, this guy old fart you know why does he get paid so much and I'm a young guy coming in you know obviously I can do everything five times better than him work hard play all the games never getting injured. Um, but then, luckily, that's where that's again where agents come in, and that's where their good managers come in, and they they actually know what they need for a team, and they know the role each each and every player can play in a game, and and what it's worth be, will be for a game. Um, but then, obviously, as as with every uh, Philip, I little, just want to say sorry. I can't let you go. The, the, now those French, the, so we just heard like that's the siren <laughs> of the police. <laughs> like, could you speak, please, to whoever is in France controlling that? It Mate, sounds please. like it sounds like we're on Jolly Farm. Shout out to anyone in the UK who knows what that is. Kiddio, if you're in South Africa, <laughs> it is an absolute joke. If that comes along, I uh, think, oh my goodness, you know what I want? I want an ice, ice cream, cream with three layers and two flakes in it, and uh, and oh my goodness, they just broke into my house. Like, yeah. we're like, what's the ice cream man coming to do when ruthless criminals are in my house? So you're, you're just, I mean, what are we doing? 
the guy that guy that organized that needs to be shot at firepoint <laughs> but you know the three like, <laughs> and they and they love it they love it whenever they get somewhere close to people full sound on it's like the the, the gti's with the windows down yes you know yes. bad music very hard yeah that's that's the same the same thing go look for a lot of people no cars around no threat at all straight road calm like little kids you know walking on the side old lady pushing a cart yeah full blast that's full it. blast i'm an ambulance <laughs> <laughs> yeah like no one's under threat no one's under threat we just no one's under threat, it's, it's between uh, 12 and 2 Someone's someone someone slipped on a freaking banana banana skin. Yeah, but, we need to come. But this is the best time to to do it. If you're going to rob people, rob them now. Right, two, Twelve to two. Because no one's at home. Kids are at school. People are at work. They might think ah. And plus, people are two glasses of wine in. <laughs> the French, the French yeah. are at home. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's and it's Friday. You know, it's the long lunch. Our people are. Well, Philip's saying it's not quite South Africa. The French are at home. They're the socialists. Uh, they will be at home yeah. with unions, probably allowing them to do that. You should also not forget the friend. You're not necessarily at your home. Ah, <laughs> I see what you're saying. You don't want to run into a house where Fred and Mavis with his mates. They're all eight foot ten, and they're going to punch you right inside your face. <laughs> that as well. That as well. Yeah. All right. Listen, Flip. The discussion, different podcast. Yeah, the different show. Uh, dude, before we let you go, I know you've got to go because you, you're at some company called Michelin. I just want to get your take on this, Jimbo. Let's quickly run through this before we wrap up and let uh, uh, Flip go. By the way, Flip, on a Mava. Flip, what do you walk around at now? 110, 100, somewhere there? What are we, what are we talking about? I'm, I miss those days. I'm a solid 118. Very proud of myself. I was, I was, I, <laughs> I was about 123 a couple of, couple of months ago. Not good. So knees, like, knees were taking strength. That's, that's just your walking there. around weight, huh? Like imagine, imagine, like imagine making a lady like with a lady comes and I'm I'm here I'm like 75 when I'm you know when I'm lifting and eating all the creatine in the world and you're at 118 that is embarrassing sure. for me the lady's looking straight past me is like you couldn't protect me from a flea <laughs> there's a person over there who looks like a warrior I'm going over there get the hell out of my in fact lady's pushing my face in the mud <laughs> and moving on with life but I, I want to ask you about a bunch of people who should have their faces pushed in the mud quick is. The rugby championship is going to a place where the snakes are still dangerous and people are saying the women are even more dangerous. Australia, it, it is now just locked in there. I want to know your thoughts on this uh, whole... Brisbane, Brisbane in particular, mate. Yeah, Brisbane Br- is so dangerous. Yeah, Bris Vegas, I've been there. They Bris are not. Vegas. They are doing the long lunch all day. No, surfboard <laughs> after lunch, yeah. <laughs> Bris Vegas, real thing. Yeah. Uh, Gold Coast, shout out to them. Very hot, by the way. It, it, it's like, it, now we're going into spring, it's going to be 30 degrees at least. Just your thoughts on the rugby championship going to Australia before you got to actually get back to work where you, where you get paid by Michelin. Yeah. Just an awesome life. I, 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 I do enjoy that. I, I think at long last, just get these people somewhere. Um, I mean, the freaking New Zealand, mate. What, what, what's a mess they made of this whole oh. thing? Just, just could have been normal like everyone. Everyone could have been there. They could have played the game already this weekend. But no, need to be, need to be nanny state. Need to be just make it a little bit more difficult. Um, I do hope we give them 30 points whenever we play them. Yeah. Um, uh, obviously, obviously a little bit sad. I would have loved if they just could have had it in South Africa, a little bit easier for everyone. Um, but also obviously Australia um, could have crowds in, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, well, so the Australian fans have, don't come least, to grounds anymore, so probably not because there's <laughs> a mediocre thing to sleep. Yeah, they, they they are awful. But like Flip, you, you made a good point, right? I, I want to get your take on, on on this in particular. And and sorry, we'll let you go. I know you got to, you you're a bit pressed for time. Is 
Talk to me about the traitors from New Zealand, because the dynamic is this. Australia agreed to your lockdown protocols. We came on condition that you do the same for us. Like, will there be resentment at player level or do players get it? Like, like, because ultimately, let's be honest, the sport, and I'm a fan, is about you guys. People like Flip and Amab. I want to watch the players. I, I don't care about Jacinda and whatever. Is Will there be resentment from players, um, the, the, the sort of South African and um, Australian guys towards All Blacks? I think it was a little bit of a little bit of ghosting, wasn't it, from New Zealand side? Shut up. Tried to get out of it. You know, been 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 calling South Africa boring. Been calling South Africa they can't play. I fell asleep, said the coach, and now all of a sudden, uh, maybe not going to Australia to play them might might not be a great idea. Uh, I think that's that's also that's what's been playing in their in their minds. Um, but I think the resentment would be would be would be over and done with as soon as as soon as the match gets on. I think I don't think there's a you know, everyone will think about it. I hope Ibn Ezebet thinks about it every yeah. time he runs into a ruck without his head. Pythons <laughs> but, for uh, arms. Obviously, I think the, the <laughs> Pythons for four arms. Yes. The, those, the, the, that, that guy uh, is dangerous. Um, but luckily, the, the, the South African team have, have advanced a little bit from, from my days. And these guys are actually focusing on the rugby these days and not just hurting people and actually know what they're doing. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, so we actually have something to look forward. Uh, gentlemen. Yes, it's time. I need to say, I need to say, au revoir. Au revoir, I need to go my good friend. To make, make the magic, make the, make the magic work and, you know, work to make the dreams go get alive. Huh? Hey, tough life, tough, tough, tough living. 118 kilograms of good human being. Uh, Flip, <laughs> loved having you on, bro. Looking forward to having you on next week. I hope you're in an air balloon next week. I, li- I like being surprised. Okay. Well, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Alright, my friend. Flip one of my guy. Bye-bye. What a guy. Much love, bro. Listen, he, he... Hey? Chill look. You reminded me I need tires. Listen, on that note, so by the way, let's quickly uh, let's quickly go to, let's quickly go to a break. We're gonna come back on the other side, do our own advertising, uh, the MK T show. CliffCentral.com Good decision. Broadcasting is never going to be the same. <laughs> it's never going to be the same. It's, I'm redefining a, a small part of the industry which changes the game. Oh, I don't want to see the day you cool over it's still nice now. <laughs> the day you run out of punchlines. It's not going to happen. Actually, you'll get a ghostwriter. Don't worry. We'll just say it's you. Elon Musk doesn't stop bringing out Teslas, guys. I'm, re- I'm redefining the game. Uh, I, like, when, once this goes cold, I'll, you know, I'll workshop it in my brain. You know, a lot we'll of people get say, a ghostwriting. No, well, you think, you think that. I mean, uh, the, the, the other show that I do, yep. two years, every show I open up with a new thing. Yep. I'd take song lyrics. I take lyrics from TV theme songs. I steal other people's material. Theft is a very underrated part of this business. The, the, good, homage. the good ones create, the great ones steal. <laughs> Shout out Pablo Picasso. I didn't say that. I, I wish I wish that was my line. Is that's Pablo Picasso? He's done some stuff in the world. <laughs> so people aren't stealing your your stuff. That means it ain't it ain't slapping. It ain't nothing. It ain't slapping. <laughs> people don't say that enough right now. Now are people saying uh, we, we had a bit of big controversy with the coach yesterday? It slaps different 
or it hits different. Now, it slaps different. Because he was saying it hits different, and he's in the NBA culture. So now, are we behind? Is he no. behind? It slaps. We need yeah. to have a conversation no, with him next week. Slaps. We will call him out. Kerry Keating, we will call you out. just because. But he is a 50-year-old guy. No, but he's in the culture. Like, listen, I hear him talk about yeah, stuff. He does he, it for the culture. He does do it. Have you seen? Have you seen? Have you seen that? Have you seen the, that video of the high school teacher um, doing like the whole handshake? Oh, with, with the students. Yeah, yeah with you it, know the vibes. A different handshake yeah. with every you, you, kid. You know the vibes. Yeah. And, no, no, guys are doing it. Like an old guy, you. That guy's got his ear to the ground. No, those coaches, like the Ameri- I mean, I guess it's not to say that in America we probably have that in South Africa too. Uh, I remember I was teaching at a school in, in the Eastern Cape while I was at university and there was this coach like Afrikaans just in the middle of like I saw him drive in mm-hmm. and just like and it wasn't like that weird relationship where he's the white guy where he comes with the Jesus vibes because I, I ended up asking him questions and we ended up developing a relationship yeah. like this guy was changing the lives of the kids like taking them on tours uh, like uh, yeah. taking them for private lessons people who had potential and he, what he loved was rugby so he Coach, like, who is this guy? Mm-hmm. You know, and w- when you get those unique people, it's just yeah, and th- that's got no skin color, right? That or gender. Mm. Like, I love that. I love when I see the players love their coach that much, and him love and oh, that, that is. I know who you're talking about as well. I just you know the what vibes. I'll, I'll show. I'll show you the clip off the. We should see if Kerry Keaton can get that guy's guest because <laughs> uh, almost certain he will be able to do it. And uh, I'm looking forward to that whole thing. Now, in the break, Paolo was um, talking about, shout out to Flip being at, at Michelin. Imagine that's your life. Like, Bulls, one of the greatest sporting dynasties in the Southern Hemisphere of all time. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm done there. I go make my money in France, right? Not only that, my dad's like a legacy Springbok, so probably the biggest rugby brand of all time. I'm in the like, rugby fraternity royalty. Mm-hmm. Forget that. I want to be my own man. I'm at Michelin Consulting now. They are Michelin consulting. And consulting. That, yes, bro. That's the ticket. That's heavy. You yeah. want to consult. You don't want to work. You want to consult. <laughs> Speaking of Michelin, Paolo, you are a bit of a consultant for me. Is uh, You were about to tell us uh, in the break, but I said, hey, good content. Obviously, I'm doing producing. I'm listening. Paolo knows how to tell stories. The story of Michelin uh, and uh, within the restaurant space, because I always hear Michelin chef. But you guys will correct me as I go, right? Yes, yes. I so you've got a Michelin-rated restaurant, yes. right? Which is now a thing. You get a Michelin star, that's a big deal. It's heavy. Michelin, the tire brand, actually started that ranking to create this book. So people would drive across France, obviously in their car, Cars. using up yeah. tires, to visit each of these different restaurants, ranked by Michelin. And, you know, just conveniently, they'd be very far <laughs> apart. So they had to put a lot of distance on your tires and what's the first thing you want food exactly no i did not know that story about michelin i had a whole different one no 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 i knew a completely different one about uh michelin but i didn't realize about what you're talking yeah i heard a different story they're all linked so that's where that was the origins of it so you got this little book go visit all these restaurants oh they're all over the place by the way and while you're paging through your book oh you're seeing michelin 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 Inception. And if they get you there, that means their ties are good. That's what I'm saying. Now, Paolo, you sent a meme in the group about a film very similar to that uh, where the guy would wear glasses and it would actually show him the truth uh, that the advertisers were lying to them. Kind of a uh, now, great film. James James didn't get the reference. Jimbo, we'll, we'll bring you in here. Um, James, <laughs> now you've told people that Batman's the greatest movie of all time. And we had an argument the other time uh, and... I was absolutely flabbergasted that you didn't know who Michael Keaton was. Maybe we get into that whole thing. Uh, you, you said Batman, greatest film ever. And uh, you maybe want to explain yourself? Uh, okay, first of all, didn't say it was the greatest film ever. That's a lie. You Secondly, 
I know exactly who Michael Keaton is. Which Batman? Which Batman are we talking about? Um, the one with uh, Heath Ledger as the Joker. Christian Bale's one. Um, Nolan's okay. one. Okay. Chris Nolan's one. Okay. All right. I mean, we will know there's only one Batman. It's, <laughs> it's Michael Keaton's. I don't really know what people are talking about. Wait, what do you mean? We I, all know there's only one Batman. Well, there is, but I never said Batman was the greatest movie of all time. That's a lie. You I, said that with Garabo on the show. No, there's, it's no, no. on YouTube. No, I said it's easily <laughs> top ten. Of what? Of the greatest movies of all time. And at this point, top 10 Batman movies, because there must be about 20 of them. 40. I mean, Ben, ben Affleck's made his way in there somehow. They got Snyder the... Snyder Cuts. Oh, God. They got the, the new guy, the fairy guy from the, the, Robert the fairy Robert Pattinson's movie. the new one. That's the guy. Mark yeah, Pattinson's going to be horrifying. George Clooney was the worst young man. Watching Robert Pattinson, who was a vampire at one point, play vampire, Batman. That was Cedric Diggory, dog. Sorry, I, I said fairy there. I mean, I meant, I meant vampire. He was but a vampire at some sparkled. point. He sparkled. That's he was probably what you thought about. <laughs> he was Cedric Diggory before. Is Harry I, I didn't see the movies. He died in Harry Potter. No. So now you're saying Batman's one of the top 10 greatest films of all time. Yes. All right, James. I'm going to quickly... Paolo, I don't know if you've got maybe, I don't know, let's see. Purely by numbers. Can no. you give me three? I'll start with you, Paolo, since I'll come to you. Paolo, give me your three. I mean, it doesn't have to be the great, your, but just three off the top of your head that you think all time is for you. So, I'm very skewed by this, but the, the, the Batman thing, okay, yeah. because I'm a bit of an 80s nerd yeah. and a superhero nerd. Sure. So, superhero movies up until Batman in 1989 were a mess. They were bad adaptations. They're really cheesy. Only the first Superman from the 70s, Christopher Reeve, sort of was what we think of a modern superhero movie. And the first of the modern superhero movies, what we see now with the Avengers and they've all lifted the game, was that 1989 Batman. And actually took them up until Iron Man in the 2000s to actually recapture what it did. Because they thought, oh, there is something with superheroes, but they never quite got it right. Mm. Okay, So that first Batman was actually groundbreaking it really was it really set the template and it made hollywood go hold on a second we've been treating superhero properties like really really badly yeah but there's actually huge blockbuster potential and they had oscar nominees that jack nicholson was in there mm -hmm. michael keaton was in there kim bassinger in there prince did the soundtrack michelle pfeiffer michelle pfeiffer came in the, the, the sequel, sequel yeah. so suddenly you had real legitimacy and big stars in superhero movies which then the spider-mans did and then marvel had the confidence to go there's a market for it so that movie actually uh is way more important in the sort of history of superhero movies which is movies these days besides yeah, yeah but fast and furious but but, but, but hold on Paolo, you made a great point here uh james but one now, of the biggest stars you, you've heard what paulo's got to say that. here is that so you heard of a guy called jack nicholson house Never, not once right, in my so life. Oh, so you never heard of him. And you said, like, R.I.P. Heath Ledger. But again, you're comparing... Uh, so, so, are you aware that, Mr... What role did... Have you seen the original Batman? So, so wait. Okay, I haven't. But can <laughs> I just tell you why, in my opinion, it's a top 10? <laughs> yeah, all right. Right? That's so, true. like Paolo said, right? He, he brought up an entire caliber of stars that were... That was... Were... In Batman was in they were one. you're doing a terrible job just so <laughs> okay think about it right why would if it's just a superhero movie why would it have over the years so many stars and so much lore around it and so much attraction towards the franchise if it's just a superhero movie I'm not sure what your point is <laughs> Me neither. that's why it makes top 10 
That's such no, a ridiculous no, thing to no, James. Let me no. this is so ridiculous what you are saying. Let me tell you something, James. It's the equivalent of going, she's the most beautiful, so she's the best wife. This, it, it you are so crazy right now. I want you to this weekend stay James, in your bedroom. You are dangerous for children around you. That sort of thinking is nuts. James, explain yourself. What are you talking about? James, James. Just hold on. I want to hear what this guy's got to say. What are you talking about? So it's famous, so it's the best. What on bloody no, hell? No, that's not huh? what I'm saying. I'm not saying, okay, well, oh, me. it's great that like all of these famous people were involved in the making of so many different Batmans. Yes. That's not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying is, okay, looking at it from... Two points of view, right? Okay. So this is essentially how I, I I look at movies and sort of analyze whether, to me, they're good or bad, right? Analyze might be strong, but okay, go ahead. So, Batman, um, across many different eras and generations, right, yeah. is exceptional at storytelling okay. and not just being a superhero movie, right? Mm-hmm. If you watch the the Dark Knight uh, movies with Heath Ledger, um, he's not, he's not as well as Bane, yeah. um, it's not just this guy that's flying around the town. That so, so, so James, is, let me just stop you there. Uh, by the way, it's if you watch that Batman movie with Christian Bale, he's it, it's called Batman. So you don't say it's with Heath Ledger. You say with the Christian Batman ben. movie with, with the guy who plays Batman Christian is Christian... Ba- just so you know, is how you'd say it. Heath Ledger's yeah. not the star. You're doing a terrible job of explaining. Go ahead, Paula. Uh, can, can I... Nostalgia. So, so the, the Joker is a fantastic I agree. villain. Yes. He's, yeah, he's so, the, the so easy villain. to play. And he's the best. Know, Joaquin Phoenix and Heath Ledger and Jack Nicholson have all, all done great jobs with him. And also, technically, Batman's not a superhero... He's just a, a rich guy. Detective. Yeah, yeah. just a rich dude. A, rich, a bored that, rich guy. That's not James's fault, though. That's not James's fault. A rich fault. orphan. So, I think every Batman movie ever, a good Batman movie gets overshadowed by the Joker. That's why these new um, versions of Jared Leto's Joker, why well, they let you down. So, but, to make a good Batman movie, you need a good Joker. And because he's such a powerful character, he overshadows. So, I'm kind of on James. But also, coming back to your point, if it's like about the stars and stuff like that. Arguably, arguably, one of the biggest movie stars made the worst Batman. George Clooney was terrible as Batman. It wasn't his fault. That was yeah. a terrible script. So, there's that, James. You, you know, like George Clooney, you made a terrible one. You, you, you didn't say, okay, he's and popular. And Schwarzenegger was in that movie. And handsome. It's, it's all relative, guys. <laughs> that Batman you can say, was made to sell toys. Yeah. You yeah. can so. say that... Like District Nine was a terrible film. It and was. Someone else can think it's Oscar worthy. Like it's all relative. No, 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 no. It's not. It's not. No, no, no. Quality is quality. It, like if you've got a Poloni sandwich, or I've got treated pastrami, it's not relative that Poloni is better than pastrami. It's not. Anyone, anyone who's half decent knows that the pastrami is better. Like it's not relative. But people Just have you prefer different Poloni. preferences in tastes, also. Yes, but that doesn't make Poloni better than pastrami because you prefer Poloni. <laughs> so it's not relative. It's Robert. the opposite of that. Objectively speaking, anybody knows that pastrami. Wow, James, you are you are unbelievable. James, I want to I want to tell you there's three movies <laughs> that you need to watch. By the way, uh, also if you want to do <laughs> analysis, you got to watch the original Batman so you can compare it because maybe you've been living a lie this whole time. 
Oh, you're talking about the 1970 Batman? Well, no, no 1989. Now, Michael Keaton's the only Batman. So focus. That Batman, Nicholson House, uh, Keaton, who's the other? Fire, uh, no, Fife is in the... Uh, Basinger. Is she in the... Uh, Kim, Kim, Bas- Kim Basinger. It, it, it's not Basinger. It's Basinger. Just so you know, James, that's probably tricky Look, for you. I thought it was Basinger. Oh, so there you go. I think what we can do, wrap it up, because you're going to give James good movies. Tell him to watch Goal 1, 2, and 3. And then just seen all of them. Seen all of them. And ended at that. Seen all of them. There you go. Santi. Those are good movies. Wait, don't they go to the world? I haven't seen the third one. There's a fourth one. There's the where's the one with the World Cup. The World Cup is the fourth one. The fourth one. The CGI'd one where they go to the World Cup. Somebody dies. So bad. And then there's a movie which was there's a book that was going to be the fifth one. Unbelievable. Okay, where there's a serial killer that kills all the characters and kills like real life footballers what? like Rooney gets killed so the the, the fifth got part of the goal story they never made it into a movie but it's a book what subreddit did you read this on? don't ask me about my where I go on the internet <laughs> it will frighten you you saw my whatsapp messages yesterday because <laughs> he's won the Champions League right? you won the Champions League in goal 2 right? you have just said the most exciting words I have ever heard I mean Goal two was a car crash. I mean, goal one kind no. of cool Adidas advert, right? Yeah. yeah. Becks, get them all. Hey, we're in the jacuzzi. We're heading the ball. Like, who does that for that long? Like, <laughs> no one's No, goal that. one is at Newcastle. Oh, oh, goal, 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 two. goal one is at Newcastle. Newcastle goal two, he goes to Madrid. Oh, and yes. then they win the Champions League. It's so ridiculous. So goal four is now out. Well, it's, no, it's not a movie. It's a book, but it's a continuation of it. <coughs> they never, obviously, they never got funding. Well, who'd pay for that? And it's then, trash. so three is it basically nixes all the characters from the first one. Yes. Um, but the 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 English that the Beckham sort of pseudo Beckham that's his friend dies, isn't it? And oh, it's two, one that he met in Madrid. Or somebody dies at a World Cup. I don't know, but it's terribly green screen is a nightmare of a movie. And then they stopped making movies, but they made a book which closed up the whole. I thought I was trash. Oh, you have no idea, my friend. Goal four. All right, Jimbo. So there's the list. I, I, I was going to give you some better films. This weekend, you, Santi Munez, YouTube available. Uh, go ahead and jump on there. Let's talk about a real-life movie. Uh, or, or It's more of a series, really. It's got 38 episodes for every team. The English Premier League, by the way. In all of this, I think we've forgotten <laughs> oh, that. Foot, football actually gets played. I know. <laughs> but Like 11 men play 11 men every Saturday and Sunday, by the way. In, in the countries oh, all over go- the world. They're going to run with it this weekend. Are you kidding me? The, the City fans. Are you kidding me? And they're playing at the Etihad. Oh, it's going to be the Ronaldo boards. Oh, my no, God. No, I think i got a feeling uh, Arsenal are going to win. No, but I'm talking about the City fans. The talk Whoa. is going to be more about Ronaldo. No, City fans are watching PSG. Messi makes his debut this week. <laughs> <laughs> <That's>, wait, <laughs> wait, Paolo, there's no way I'm going to let you say that and we don't get straight into it because I had so many things for Man City, Arsenal. City are going to win. You said Arsenal. Arsenal. I think it's going to be I mean, upset. Arsenal are going to win. Yeah. Yeah, the football match. What? It's at it's it's at City. Talk bet. To you. bet. Did you place a bet? Do you know? No, I don't bet. I I, I believe in uh, uh, you know trust and Bitcoin. Yes, yeah, <laughs> he doesn't have kids. Um, he doesn't have kids. Oh, it's away, right? But no, I, th- I think Arsenal will draw. Then I I don't think City are going to win. I'll put six it there. Nil, six nil City. But what happened? Did you what? What did you have for breakfast? Because narrative, right? Narrative. You can't go. Lose two games, don't score. Obama Young comes back, going to be in a start. Confidence up, 6-0 win. Everyone writes him off. What a great position to be in. Going to Etihad, everyone writes you off. You got a little bit in the tank. I don't think City win this weekend. What did you have for breakfast? 
Down. I haven't eaten for a while, so I can tell. You, you, you must be starving. Pretty, light, pretty lightheaded. No, you, I need to lie down. What you got to do is elevate your feet because sometimes um, <laughs> my mom's told me when you're stressed out, let's get a bit of blood back in the system. You, you know, shout out to every black mother out there, by the way. Paolo, not sure if you had this with your mom or, or, or parent, is whenever they were like feeling just like a Sunday, they've eaten way too much. It's like, no, you're not, you're not under pressure. You, Shoes off. You, you've had half a plate of, like, in my family, I don't know, Samp. With, Seven with meat, with beetroot. There's nothing wrong with you. By the way, mom, you're a doctor as well. You shouldn't be stuffing your, your face. <laughs> and now, do you know what I'm on? I'm playing FIFA, school holidays. She's screaming from, the, obviously, the, the, the position. She's lying down. <laughs> yeah, <they're... laughs> Dude, that's exactly it. <laughs> Screams. I got to pause my FIFA game, right? Come through, or black. If you've got a black mother, you know this. Ampala, I don't know. She's got the feet up, but now there's just never enough pillows, right? right. There are not enough pillows <laughs> to put under her feet because now I've got to get some, some blood back in the body. Not sure if you've been through that, Paul. Oh, wow. uh, what? Do you, you think Portuguese people don't understand overeating? Is this your. <laughs> overeating and then lying down? Yes. This, okay. And no. you, so your, your, your mom. We, we're definitely relating, yeah. And your mom just like, Paula! Yeah. No, and it's all your fault and angry. It's your oh. fault. And yeah, and bloody hell, close that door. Yeah. What's that got to do? Why are they screaming all the yeah. time? Yeah. What if yeah. I was dead? <laughs> this is the life of being a South African. So shout out to Paolo not eating. Probably a little woozy. And uh, this studio is warm, by the way. So it is warm. No, no uh, don't. I, I, I back Arsenal. Maybe. You know what? Like, Football I think, club. Yeah. <laughs> I think, you know, this happens, right? Because when you're in a general... I, my mind doesn't understand a bad United and a bad Arsenal. That's what it is. You know what I mean? It's like I grew up on them being good. And I don't understand. Denial. Maybe it is. I don't understand. But no, I think when you're written off to such a degree, when you're five games from the sack, when you are inept, and I think everything <laughs> will just fall into place for them this weekend. <laughs> no, that's how he's nailed it. Now, yes. Paolo, you, you, you've, oh, the point I wanted to start off in, I mean... I was saying in the week is there should be no pressure on Arteta. It's like, for me, you've already invested, I think it's 212 million pounds you've allowed him to spend. And again, we've been here, is that the great Arsene Wenger, it always feels like you're bashing him if you say anything negative, you know, with, with, a, with a legendary figure. And let, make no mistake, Arsene Wenger is a legend. I, like, I'm not, I'm not hearing this nonsense of mm. Arsene Wenger not being a, 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 a dynastic. He, he, he moved British football forward 10, 15 years with sports science. He changed everything in England. And he foresaw this transfer situation what we're seeing happening. He foresaw it years ago. He said, this is going to happen. He did. What's happened now, he called it. And sometimes wisdom is only realized afterwards. That's why it's wisdom. But but what I want to say, shout out to that, is, you know, talk to me about the pressure Mikel Arteta is under. Because he's trying to not only do his job now, Arsenal have been in the mire for 15 years and making awful decisions for 15 years. And they just have not actually come through guillotine this thing. It, mediocrity has set in. And, and now he's trying to undo that, that awful, awful 15-year thing and trying to be a coach. For me, I think there should be no pressure on him. Like, you have to let him do it for five years. Like, how long are you going to keep? Because you're, you're not Manchester United. You're not Chelsea. You're not Man City. Don't try and copy that model because they've been beating you for 15 years. Yeah, you know, Arsenal should be the best of the rest, you know. So if they're not in that fourth place, yeah. they should be dominating everyone else and probably dropping yeah, yeah. points against the top four. They, they, they should be 
guaranteed fifth as you can get. You know, yeah. before that, they fall that down. And you're right. The problem at Arsenal is is institutional. But, it's not the coach. You know, but Edu's not going to go. He's director of football, no. ex football, he should know better than what he's doing. Absolutely, he's not going to go. Uh, the ownership's definitely not going anywhere. So unfortunately, it all falls on Arteta. Overpromoted above his station. I mean, let's just yeah. be one hundred percent honest. That I mean, bit off, you know, way more than you can chew. Ole was at least a, and, and I'm glad the sort of era of like uh, uh, nostalgia appointments with Pirlo and Zidane and that sort of like it's, it's kind of stopping. It's kind of not and Lampard. It's yeah, kind of like not worked. Yeah, I never understood why Arteta played. How many seasons at Arsenal? A handful. I wouldn't, no, it's because he was holding because he was Pep's hype man. But I wouldn't call I wouldn't even call Arteta and Arsenal anything. No, he's an Everton legend. You know, so. Rangers even I'd put yeah. him there. But um, you know, so unfortunately, it's all going to fall on him. He's got good young players. It seems like he's getting players that suit the football he wants. Obama Yang and Lacazette are a disgrace. The way they've it's a disgrace. It's a disgrace. The, <laughs> the way they have behaved as senior professionals. In a young team at a as captain historical club to, and the most expensive signings to carry on the way those two have they're despicable. Um, but you know, I having said all that, Arsenal two 0 I don't say two 0 I, I thought they were at home. Being away, they'll draw. They'll at least draw. Okay, so City are dropping points against Arsenal. Paulo Diaz two two, make Dro- a call. Dropping points. Dropping oh. points. All right, two two. Uh, Man City, Arsenal. I kind of bullied. Um, Paulo into that because and then straight after that my the official the Ronaldo bid is going to come alright once they lose wow Paulo Diaz that's the way to end the show now Paulo is he wishing that because Ronaldo is going to go to Man City and it's another Portuguese person he wants to fail in life possibly people are saying that and uh, you know it's going to be very difficult to stop 100 million pounds but shout out to Arsenal and Paulo I don't know there must be something Paulo's up to because I do not trust him he's a Man United fan and there's something else <laughs> That's behind this kind of anger and uh, denial. Senzus Tebe, uh, Paolo, uh, DS, you guys have been awesome. It has been Friday. Uh, remember, you can get this podcast, the MKT Show, on uh, cliffcentral.com, the Cliff Central app, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, have a great weekend. Uh, be safe, be loved, and do not take romantic advice from James. Do not watch uh, the new Batman and think it's the only one because it is not Michael Keaton, only Batman. Ladies and gentlemen, MKT, the MKT Show. We... For now, Avi Hal, Arya. Cliffcentral.com